when I started all this, I really needed someone I could talk to. Lucky you, right? Now I'm going to have to give you a break and shut up. The past few months have been a bit crazy. The letters that I wrote to you are the one thing that tied it all together. Sometimes I wonder if you ever read any of the letters. Maybe now that your tour is over, you might get around to it. Like I said before, it wouldn't really bother me if I knew you didn't. I kind of like to think you did, but I know you still got a lot of things to be doing. Maybe someday I'll hear from you. Who knows? Do you think Bruce ever wrote back our young <laughs> protagonist? <laughs> I, I think he got back from tour, just exhausted, took off his uh, little, like... Headband thingy, and saw this big pile of like fifty letters. Is that how many there are? I think so. Okay, fifty fifty letters, and he read them in the wrong order though. Like jumping around, it was like memento. <laughs> Maybe he has some person working for him, an assistant or some somebody sorting through all that. They might have even just seen the ad. You know, they might take the addresses and send photos or something, like send like a fake signed photo. <laughs> like when I used to write baseball players when I was a kid, I would always Ooh. get like fake mm -hmm. signed photos back. Did did you really write baseball players? Mm -hmm. And it was the oh. same letter. It I said, dear it. blank, you are my favorite player. This is my favorite team. <laughs> I had a, And I would send them my baseball card and ask them to sign it. So uh, it was just any player. And the really good players, would you would get like a signed photo yeah. back. Do um, they sign the card, though? No, not the not not your Daryl Strawberries and your Oral Hershizers. They're too busy. But if you're sending it to... Who was to the second one you said? Oral Hershizer. <laughs> Who the hell is that? <laughs> he was. Yeah, you know. The 1988 uh -huh. World Series the MVP. cousin of oh. Anal Hershiser. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. He, uh, my mom read us his book out mm -hmm. of the blue because he was like a like a big Christian Dodgers player, and oh. the only part I remember is him talking about getting his first cup when he was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. My mom had to explain to us what a cup was. Okay, uh, but the bad players, if you're just like you're Greg Brocks of mm -hmm. the world would send you back the card signed. And usually, because they're athletes, write a little Bible verse. <laughs> favorite, like, Do you ever go to, uh, what is it, Christian Family Night at the for the Cardinals? You know what? Stadium? Uh, I think we, we went, I was in uh, Milwaukee, or in Wisconsin, oh, yeah. and so we went to the Brewers Family okay. Night. Yeah. It, it wasn't him. Who was the guy who invested all the money in a video game company that went bankrupt? That guy's <laughs> also a hardcore Christian, and we saw him uh, speak. Oh, I don't know. I want to know is. what company was yeah. it. Engage? I don't know. It, they made one game and it was terrible. Oh, I wish I could remember the was guy's it, name. Was it a Christian game? Yeah. Bible I think Adventures? It was, no, wait. No, that's not true. It wasn't Christian. Okay. I don't think it was Christian. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. This is bad podcasting. Christian Christian <laughs> uh, video game companies are my favorite, specifically mm. the ones who were using the technology of Nintendo to make unlicensed yes. cartridges. I had I had one. It was a blue misshapen. That's Bible Adventures. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> you had to collect all the animals as Noah, and it was really bizarre. It was like it, uh, all of the uh, g games were the same thing. You were just picking yes. up different things. Like all, <laughs> it all used the same engine. Yeah, know, yeah. Carry baby Moses around and make sure that uh, Roman soldiers didn't stab him. With spears. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> what was the one that used the Doom engine? Oh, uh, I don't know that one. Oh, man. After my time. Struck out again. <laughs> well, to bring it back on topic, were there yeah. any uh, Bruce Springsteen video games? Oh, no. There should I, be. I wish. I mean, Guitar Hero, but just a Bruce edition? Just, Surely that might there, exist. There had to be a Springsteen song on one of the rock bands uh, or Guitar Hero. Put something off Nebraska on there. <laughs> <laughs> just really shred. That really engage the kids. Oh, yeah. That's something that's so great about Nebraska is he doesn't tread on it. Yeah, yeah. I really love that whenever people who can tread choose not to. <laughs> Jason Isbell's one of those. I don't know if you know that. You go see him live. He'll like try to. He'll rip a crazy solo or, or two or three during his set. But that he doesn't really do that on the album. Yeah, I can't get Blake to go see any bands I like with mm. me. Instead, it's like, hey, you want to go see churches? And I'm like, 
Well, you know, it's been a year and a half of no concerts. So <laughs> not, not my fault. My debut will not be churches. No offense to churches. <laughs> I, was, I, I heard uh, Lacey promoting their show on the 13th mm-hmm. with Kudzu, and I was just kind of sad because I'm almost certainly going to be gone by that point. It's like, mm. oh man, should I, should I delay my trip? <laughs> I definitely shouldn't <laughs> yeah, and right. don't really want to. But I'm that's... thinking like, will there still be a Delta variant uh, like yeah. pandemic at that time? Like who the, who the hell knows? Well, one of the first, uh, back on topic, one of the first yes. big performers to have post-COVID shows is Springsteen, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is he, he already Broadway? back? Broadway. Yeah, his Broadway oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so are, is this a show where you have to be, you have to have a passport? I like a, I believe so. I believe New York is New like, uh, okay. uh, yeah. Doing you, know, so, you know Bruce Checks. During the first <laughs> run for that, I'm a big fan. It's, it's the same of, show, right? It's, it's the same. Yeah. It's, okay. During the first run, I heard the original run of that, I won the lottery to, to get tickets for it. And I was going to go. Like I had every intention of going and I found some on a, like found tickets on a Saturday night. But it was such short notice, and the tickets were so expensive that it was going to cost like two thousand dollars to oh, go for, for like one night. I was like to fly in, oh, stay one night, and fly back out. How like, committed are you to Bruce? And, I mean, <laughs> if I'd had that stimulus money, <laughs> I, I might have done that instead of having a new MacBook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the show on Netflix is good. Yeah, I liked it on Netflix, show. and I got it for free. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, are we ready to dive into this? All right, let's start this show about young adult books. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Are You There Pod. It's me, Jessica. It's me, Josh. And Josh, what do we do on this podcast? We rock them silly. <laughs> <laughs> and how did we rock them silly this time? We read a book called Dear Bruce Springsteen by Kevin Major. Thank you for holding it up. And today we have a very special guest. Everyone, please welcome Andy Carr. He is our Bruce Springsteen expert for this ep- episode and teenage boy billing. expert. <laughs> so. I, I, three of us in here have been teenage boys. And I know Josh also right. likes Springsteen and maybe as much of an expert as I am. But uh, I'm very excited to be talking about Bruce. Pretty, pretty huge fan, I think. And 14-year-old boys always. <laughs> Good comment. Yeah, love them. Yeah. <laughs> I, Not a group I would like to be hanging out with more than a bunch of 14-year-old boys right now. I do or did and will soon again teach nine-year-olds. What do uh, what kind of music do nine year olds like? No. Oh, it's just mostly like YouTube stuff. I I'm pretty out of the loop. Really? So they're not like our kids coming in and like uh, Machine Gun Kelly T-shirts or <laughs> no. <laughs> the school that I I taught in was a lot of it was kind of a rough area. There's a lot of like thrift store clothes, not really any band shirts. I did have one girl who was a foster kid whose foster parents bought her a David Bowie shirt. Aww, uh, and it looked so cool. She was yeah, the nice. coolest. And I, I said, hey, I love that. That's David Bowie. And she says, yeah, he's an English singer. <laughs> I, I mean, That's spot so the lie there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> um, That's more than I knew at that age. Andy's also a fellow podcaster up in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spring Food Mo podcast. America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. It's true. Right. Spot the lie. There are, <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of them out there, but this one's the best. I also we have we need to point out that uh, this episode is a little different. We're all in a room together, and that has that has not happened. That's so exciting. 
It yeah, is. It's, it's our first. It's not happened since what? March, February, 2020. We tried. Blake and Jessica invite me and I say no. <laughs> it's true. We <laughs> because tried. Because I'm we had, lazy. We had, we had to use Crystal Andy on. as bait to get him in. It's true. <laughs> we had Crystal right. on and it was our first uh, podcast with another human in here, but Josh right. declined to come. <laughs> well, did not join the party. Join sure the party had via good Skype. Reasons, I'm sure. Yeah. I think my excuse was, I'm tired. So, yeah, yeah, you did work. Just, just to lay it out. I have done an episode. Josh has done an episode of your show with me in person before before he did this. <laughs> yes, with right. You. So he's done an episode of your show with me. Yeah, yeah. And there was a time when when we were all over at Andy's yeah. house for Spring Food Mo. That's true. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, Bobo treats. Bo- Bobo treats. Bobo treats. Yeah, Bobo yeah. treats. Bobo yeah. Treats. It sounds like a dog Boba thing. What's that place called? Boba. Bo- Boba Cafe. Boba Cafe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Josh reviewed hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought we were supposed to get hot chocs, guys, and not food. Josh, what's the best place to get hot chocolate in Springfield? Uh, you know, I really like uh, European cafes. Oh um, yeah, it's mm. really really good. Yeah, yeah, they have good uh, honey lavender lattes. And it's like 150% the price of an entire box of Swiss Miss. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it's always like 12 ounces. and mm-hmm. That's so, good. It's great. So they say the longer you're in a little room together, the, the better your risk of COVID infection. So uh-huh. um, why don't you tell us about this book? We're going to do this. Hey, the length we're all of, vaccinated. The length of yeah. a Springsteen Oh, concert. actually, I, d- I didn't, I didn't check hard. <laughs> I, I didn't check passports when these guys came in. So I'm just, it's the honor system in here, guys. You know, I trust it. I'm nothing if not honorable. Josh is pulling out his wallet. Well, he did find it after losing it for, yeah. oh, for boy. a couple that, months. I was impressed by that. That's that's pretty nice that you I found it. Used it as a bookmark, folks. <laughs> he runs a bookstore. I mean, that's, it's a problem because I use everything as bookmarks, mm-hmm. and yeah. then sometimes they're library books, and I just like take them back. And, yeah, and I abandon books a lot, and I'm like reading five things at once, and yeah. I'll be reading something, and then Jessica will say, here, you have to read this book about uh, <laughs> someone who works at a mall that kills. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That's like most of them. That's most of them. That's all yeah. R.L. Stein. Are there any murders? And is this about a young fan who is going to take his knife to Bruce? Mm, we'll find out. It's we'll about one of, one of those kind of fans. <laughs> yeah. John Lennon type. Um, know, my pitch from the very beginning for me coming on the show is doing like every young man's battle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. And we, I said, I'm not reading. She that. said, no. <laughs> How, okay. you, can read, you, can read the, you can read the one for girls. Is which, it? Which I also read. Okay, as a, whatever as a you schooler. come back, Is that we will also? do every young man's battle. I'll read it. Jessica doesn't have to read it. This time I'll read it. Okay, fine. It'll be an all, all dude cast. And Is then it? I'll read every young woman's battle and I'll just talk by myself. Is it the same message in that one? Like probably don't. don't well, I think don't it's don't it. tempt boys and yeah. every oh, young woman's right. battle. Oh, yeah. okay. modesty. Okay, nope. and the, also don't masturbate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, every young woman's battle is maybe even more malignant because it's like, oh, you're just gonna have to tolerate these boys' behavior. Is yeah. is a lot of it, and also a lot of it is your fault. For yeah, being and so if they do sexy. it, it's your yeah. fault. Yeah. Don't don't cause a brother to stumble. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Well, we covered it. I guess we don't need to do it after all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have that young young ones battle in the store, and someone moved it to my sale table. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. I, I wasn't sure if that was an act of aggression yeah. against. Uh, At Barnes and Noble, people would do that to like 
opposing political affiliation books. So you would find like Sarah Palin books on the sale table. Or my favorite was when people would put them in the feminist section. (laughs) So, or women's studies, I guess. That's pretty good good troll. (laughs) Who is being trolled by that, though? (laughs) Society. Um, Okay. So, what era of Springsteen are we talking about here when this book was written? Well, the book was published in 87. I think I found 89, but it's it's not really okay. clear when it actually takes place. Here's where it's weird. Okay, so I found 87 online, and I think in the book it says 88. So huh. So uh, this says 87 is like when the Library of Congress is. So oh. but it reprinted in 88. Okay. Okay. So it probably came out in paperback in 89. Would be my guess. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. This all makes sense. The American edition probably came out in 88. In the Canadian, wait, maybe. When did the River come out? 1980. Oh, God. What would... What would the most recent album have been? Yeah. What's the one where he's like in a suit? Oh, Tunnel Tunnel of Love. Love. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say Tunnel of Love is at 87. But yeah, Yeah. I got to assume he's he's touring. The tour they refer to constantly in this, or Terry refers to constantly in this book, has to be born in the USA. Yeah. When was Live Aid? Because Live Aid was a big thing in this book. Yeah. I don't know that one. I don't know that date. I want to say it was 85. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Well, um, this book was written by Kevin Major. He's a Canadian author. Um, most of his books are actually set in Newfoundland. Did I say that hmm. right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. New, <laughs> you didn't say Newfoundland. Newfoundland. So <laughs> I think you're good. Yay. Um, his first novel, Hold Fast, uh, was released to immediate complaint. The protagonist was compared to like a Holden Caulfield type figure. Um, it won three major Canadian awards for youth fiction. What's it take to get a major Canadian award, though? <laughs> Be Alice Monroe or... Uh, Margaret Atwood. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Major. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in 1992, he won the Vicki Metcalf Award for Literature for Young People for a Body of Work, which is the top honor for Canadian children's writers and illustrators. Um, in his writing, he challenged the conservative writing style that is favored in young adult fiction books at the time. And he himself was a son of a fisherman and a librarian. So kind of working class roots there. Um, and he was a teacher. And when teaching, he discovered that there were no books for young people that spoke to the Newfoundland experience. So that's why he started writing. <laughs> that's very really niche, weird. Right? Like... <laughs> I think it's cool. Yeah. You're missing out. Hey, might as well. Wait, where does Anne of Green Gables live again? Um, <laughs> Prince Edward Island. Is that part of Newfoundland? Is it its own thing? Look, we're not going to look it up. Just keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, he is still writing. Um, his books now are uh, mainly, I think, targeted towards adults. He writes a crime fiction series called the Sebastian Sennard crime fiction series. Hmm. Uh, one Maybe of it's them... about teen killers. Maybe, Maybe it is about teen mall killers in the teen mall. Detective. I don't know. The uh, It looks like he's doing kind of a Janet Ivanovich type gimmicky title thing, like the most recent was called Two for the Tablelands. <laughs> I don't know. So... Uh, Also, when I was kind of, there's not a lot out there about the book, but a lot of people on Goodreads compared this to a book by Beverly Cleary, who wrote a book called Dear Mr. Henshaw in 1983. I might have read it when I was a kid, but I, it's also an epistolary novel. Is that why they're compared? Just because of that? And also it's, it's once again, like a young male protagonist Mm -hmm. and he's writing to his favorite author. Boys love to write letters. Is they, that is that what these books are? Do I guess. It's like Perks of Being a Wallflower uses the same convention. And uh, I know it reminded me of Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and actually, the difference is that the author does reply. So I think it's more of a conversation. Mm. It's not one-sided. Mm. And But the, the, the young protagonist is dealing with the same things, school, 
his parents divorced Girls. and a neglectful father. So anyway, a lot of the same themes. Did did Major start writing those um, crime novels because no one was speaking to the Newfoundland murderer experience? <laughs> Maybe we should we should write him and ask him. Okay. <laughs> Dear Kevin Major. All right. So that's how'd you discover this book? Um, good question. I think sometimes I just to find young adult books, I just type in cool book covers from the eighties. <laughs> <80s. laughs> and this popped up and I was like, Oh God, I gotta get this. Most for Josh. of these are literally based on the cover. Okay. Like, that's what gets us into it. Or books yeah. I remember my sister having, like from I was a kid, that kind of thing. Did she have this? No. This was, like I said, found by Googling cool cover art from the yeah. 80s. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, it is cool cover art. Do you want to describe it, Josh? Yeah. So he, there's this kid. He's uh, sitting. Look how my great description skills. He's sitting on an amp. He's playing his electric guitar. He's listening to his headphones. Mm -hmm. He's got this kind of angry look on his face, maybe. I don't know what that is. I don't think he looks angry. Okay. That's angst, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's got some records next to him in his uh, little record place. He's got uh, his ghetto blaster, as uh -huh. he will constantly call it. That's one of my notes. Is, <laughs> that has not aged well. Yeah. No. And then he has a series of pennants on the wall. One says, the boss! Exclamation mark. <laughs> one says, born to rock, and it's turned upside down because... Rebel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. And then he's got a picture of Bruce Springs... Springs Bruce yeah. singing, oh. and then some other stuff around the walls, yeah. including one trophy and an acoustic guitar. That could be turned into a good show poster. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Ghetto Blaster. Do you think that's one of the things? I don't ever remember anyone calling a boombox a ghetto blaster uh, when I was a kid. There, there Do you was... think it's a thing, though, that he peppered throughout to make himself like feel like he knew the language of the kids? Because he was in his 40s, I think, I, when he wrote I thought maybe the character was yes. doing that more than Kevin. I, I thought that a lot of the language was the character kind of writing or speaking in an affected way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, like speaking my favorite way... line yeah. or thing that he always talks about is like getting off yeah. on something. Yeah, getting off oh, on this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My my note says use of the phrase getting off on hasn't aged well. See, <laughs> see also ghetto blaster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally not. He gets off on a lot of things. Guys. I feel like that was a rock and roll thing from from back then and and it, the meaning of what it meant to get off just changed. Mm -hmm. There there was a Christian band named the Dingies, I oh, believe. I love the Dingies. And they had a song called Ghetto Blaster. Yeah. And huh. that's that's where I had heard the term. Yeah, and it's on the cover. Their album's called Armageddon Massive. It's and got, the cover yeah. is said Ghetto Blaster. Yeah. Yeah. Underrated okay. album. Genuinely a good yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what so kind too. of music is that? Pop punk? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's maybe a little bit of ska inflected, but yeah. not many horns on it. Okay. Yeah. Does anybody remember that um, at the drive-in EP with the uh, boombox on it? It's iconic. Zavia? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool cover. I remember seeing it, but I would not be able to tell you which EP it was. Zavia. So, okay, thank you. thank you. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so this book is told in a series of letters, all one-sided, a one-sided collection of letters to Bruce Springsteen that a young mm -hmm. boy starts writing, Terry, he starts writing to kind of grapple with some uh, situations that he's facing. He is wow. It's gonna be hard to write because it is he, a letter. It is a reveals, novel letter, yeah. so he reveals himself kind of, through the letters, and you yes. kind of get why he's writing the letters and all this stuff pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it, it is just a kind of a a form of therapy and finding himself as he's writing these, these which he um, kind of starts admitting to, even though you know he keeps writing them, and they're almost daily. I feel like uh, they kind um, of jump around April fifth, eleventh, twenty first, twenty fifth. 
Some of them are right in a row, though. There's some long breaks in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's basically the end of a school year, a summer, and the beginning of the next mm-hmm. school year. So it's just like a just a little slice of that time, like a six-month period, I guess, in this young man's life as he's dealing with, um, well, his parents are separated. He lives with his mother and sister. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he, he lives in a small town, says there's 15,000 people. And again, it's hard to tell whether it's the author or the character trying to frame it as basically the setting of of a Bruce Springsteen song. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, like, very much. It used to be better when the mill wasn't getting rid of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess w- how we read that, right, is that's why he identifies so much with Springsteen, because mm-hmm. he's singing about people like his family and yes, a place where that he lives. and his father loves Bruce Springsteen Yeah, yeah right, so right, much. right. In fact, I think it's like- the same reason I love Carmen. <laughs> exactly, right. Um, Wait, I thought your dad didn't like music. No, he doesn't, he doesn't. Okay. But he, he played Carmen. That tracks, yeah. yeah. Terry's father is basically a Bruce Springsteen character, like in, in a song. Like he-, he a, lives, bad, a bad Springsteen character. <laughs> <laughs> works in a small town, you know, uh, has dreams of- um, Leaves his family. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, does leave his family, struggles with, you know, money and keeping a job and just the decaying of the um, American dream. Actually, I don't even know where this book is set. Hmm. Is it set in yeah, Canada? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The oh, decay no. really? of the American, the North American dream. Canadian dream. <laughs> I feel like setting matters a lot if you're going to talk about Bruce Springsteen. Well, I don't is, know if it's in Canada it's or Texas. America. I think it's in America. It's Texas? Texas. Yeah. Because he, his, it's a, he's able to hitchhike to go see his dad and his dad is in some city in Texas. Callum? Isn't that right? Yeah, Callum, Texas. Was it Callum, Texas? Pretty okay. sure. I wasn't for sure on that. I would say I'm like 85% sure he goes to Texas. Like Callum is in Texas and then that he's, it's close enough that he's able to hitchhike in like a day and a half or something. Yeah. He, I feel like it could be set anywhere though, yeah, honestly, because it is kind of vague. You got like yeah, a watering hole. Like there's matter. no like geographical features. It's not like they're going to a beach, you know. It's Nebraska, USA. <laughs> I was going to say, if this were a movie, it would be set in Nebraska. It would be about a road trip to New Jersey and there would be a, a Bruce concert at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a concert at the end. Nice. Yeah, yeah, Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, of a sorts, concert. Of sorts. Um, so we learn, I mean, there's just um, a very close... Uh, with his father that's established right away, right? Like he's even named after his, his dad's a biker dude. He's even named after his dad's best friend, Terry, Mm. who died Mm -hmm. in a motorcycle accident. And legend has it that his dad was supposed to be going on a trip with Terry that night and didn't go. And anyway. Hmm. What a weight to carry around. (laughs) I I think about that. Like one of my, it doesn't matter, but I have a friend who did that to one of their kids. I was like, oh man, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to. Yeah. 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 So not only is, is um, I keep wanting to call Terry Kevin. Anyway, not only is Terry struggling with, you know, his father being gone, his mother and his sister, but he also has a teacher who's very antagonistic, I believe. Is it Mr. Jenkins? What's the Yeah, because he calls him Jerkins. Ah, yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, okay. that's good. I put rude math teacher. It's Mr. one of those Jenkins. teachers that I, I don't think a teacher that mean really exists. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but. At, I will say at. Private Christian schools, I've had teachers that are close to this mean. You had a teacher that would say, you got a brain that's permanently unemployed? Yes, absolutely absolutely I do. (laughs) (laughs) I would say if I could make a composite of all of the bad teachers I had Mm. at uh, Baptist schools I've been to, I could make that one teacher. 
Like okay. the, the teacher that said, I'll visit you one day in prison, stuff like that. <laughs> like, you can't say that. I'm having you? a recovered memory here, but I did have a teacher that told a young girl, stupid is not attractive. Oh, mm. I, I had a teacher who well, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like ever, ever heard of a himbo? <laughs> or a bimbo. Right, the original himbo. Right, yeah. yeah, that's right. We're taking it back, though. We're taking it back. Reclaiming it. (laughs) I had a teacher who would spray students in the face with a water bottle if they weren't paying attention. Could you get away with that in your classroom? (laughs) Uh, uh, It depends on the strength of the spray. (laughs) This is not a mist. This is not a mist. I was like, kids want to be misted. Okay. (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) Like, do me, do me. It's like August because it's so hot and the air conditioning doesn't really work. Oh, God. Blake, uh, in this office, can you mist us every now and then just to keep us up? <laughs> I'm going to get those little misters uh, <laughs> like, like overhead. Like you're waiting for a ride at Silver Dollar City. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Amusement park misters. I will yeah. say, I went to Austin City Limits Fest, and one of the best parts of the festival, maybe better than seeing the Pixies, was standing in front of the misters they have set up. Oh, and you're yeah. just like rotating with them. And just it was just amazing. And I think in the background, like Elvis Costello was playing. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. is the best moment of mm-hmm. my life. <laughs> this, yeah. Yeah. this mist while Most, I hear Veronica playing, you know. The best part of a lot of festivals is uh, like the relief from <laughs> being yeah. at the festival. Exactly. <laughs> the best Going part of home. Bonnaroo for me was fucking leaving. Like, <laughs> sleeping it off in a hotel room. And, yeah. Never going back. Uh-huh. The desperation of fans in the front when a, the band brings out some water bottles and it's like spraying oh, yeah. it. Like I will that. never forget, like right before the Pixies, we ran into Jason who worked at the Outland mm. and he was there with his girlfriend at the time. And we had been staying in front of that stage all day and he worked his way through the crowd and got everyone snow cones and brought them back. And we were Whoa. just like, you're a hero. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, hero, you know? I Superman. never understand how, like, one year I was at Lollapalooza and Black Sabbath was playing. So, there mm-hmm. were, like, all the Sabbath people were there at open and they waited all day. Yeah. How do you stand for... 10 hours. It is literally so hot that you don't pee. You can't pee? Yeah. You can't you don't? You don't have well, to you pee. you sweat out. You're sweating the liquid, it out. Like yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, because I stood there all day, like from Cat Power on. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not going to not miss the Pixies. I'm going to be right up front. And I was. Like, Kim Deal was right there. It was amazing. I just, so. I can't do it. No, I, not I, for me. I went about 10 hours to, to be up front for to see Kanye West at Coachella. And then Did I. Did he come out a million hours late, too? So he had no, to wait longer? He, he okay. came out on time. On time. Good. This is the. <laughs> Dark Twisted Fantasy Tour, awesome, real great. And I stood, I watched it by next to David Hasselhoff, which is a whole other thing. <laughs> Wait, is this a true story? <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. Then I, I, the the line to the bathroom was like forty five minutes long after the show because he was the last person to play on the last night of the festival. And then I made him back to my grandma's minivan, which I was borrowing to live about an hour away. And then I, uh, I peed in the back of that minivan into a bottle, and it was like an ounce after ten hours. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot to get out there. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> dear Bruce Springsteen. That, yeah. that. I just feel like a lot of people waiting have peed themselves. Yeah, uh, those has to have happened. those 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 are those the well hydrated fans <laughs> covered covered in urine, you or could, they have like those pee buddies. You can just kind of go where you. I mean, it's a festival, right? People that, expect. That's what I'm saying. Like I guarantee at Woodstock two in 1994, those people flinging mud were flinging 
piss shit mud. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was dry mud before the festival, or it was dry dirt before the festival began. I butchered this joke. It was all piss that made it mud. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> Just a fact. Not at all rain. Um, okay. But anyway, the uh, teacher is verbally abusive to him. At one point, Terry says he feels like roping the teacher to the chair and forcing him to listen to Cadillac Ranch or Ramrod. So. I'll change your life. Ramrod yeah. is not one of my favorites. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's his second letter, and he starts that letter by saying, maybe you never got my letter. And for a second, it sounds like he's going to do, like, the stand thing, mm. and I'm very I'm very excited <laughs> if these become instantly aggressive. To, I think it's uh, fucked up you don't answer fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... So um, the family, they live in an apartment building. He lives with his mom and sister. They're poor, but his mom doesn't want to be on welfare again and always reminds the kids that it could be worse. They could be like the Smith family. The Smith family moved into an apartment close to theirs in the same building, and their house had burned down when they had a very bad babysitter who was making French fries on the stove and then fell Asleep. Oh my so God. the entire house Standing burned up. down. This, this is some. This, you, they got a sitter from the babysitter agency. Oh, not, they did not, not call the club. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's a problem. That's they were making out with their boyfriends, making French fries on the stove. <laughs> <laughs> the kids were just sticking crowns up their nose, and <laughs> it was it was havoc. So he, re- he refers back to this quite a bit, right? Like, because he's he's a pretty empathetic kid. Very. Like, yeah. Because he like at one point he sees them at the local convenience store yeah. or you know A and P whatever and they don't have enough money to pay for the groceries and have to put groceries back and that's when he kind of forms an idea on how to help them which becomes very important um so anyway at this point his father's been gone for six months and his parents before that though have been fighting for a long time and he thinks maybe his dad is dating someone else is not really sure though before that though they fought constantly and his mom was always kind of tired of living month to month and he says that his dad blamed it on the government said they didn't give a damn about us around here buddy still the same (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and uh his mom always wanted to move back west and his dad said he didn't want to this was where he was born and he liked it here and it was the government's job to see that the place didn't just die off and be forgotten about hmm Seems like you might be shirking responsibility there. <laughs> you can't be proactive uh, to help your community. So uh, he feels, though, like he knows Bruce and he reads everything he can about him. Just finding old issues of Rolling Stone, going to the library. I have a question, though, and I, I don't know if we should save this for later so we can all have some time to think about it. But if you were 14 and were in Terry's situation... And we're writing to a musician that you thought could maybe empathize. Dear Blues, dear John Popper. (laughs) (laughs) Who would it be? That's my question. So everyone can kind of think about it. Okay. And we'll answer it at the end. Uh, We know that Josh said John Popper. I'm taking that back. No. (laughs) 14. Yeah. That's a, it, see, it's going to be, gonna be cool. it's gonna be embarrassing. Yeah. If, it, if it's who I liked back then, yeah, not good. Dear Gavin Rossdale. Yeah, no, you you just wanted to, you have a cool answer, so this isn't fair. I I have to think of someone I who would identify with me. Yeah, I don't I, think Gavin Rossdale is someone mm, that I could have a heart gonna to heart with. You're going to be appalled by my actual answer. Super crush, yes, but no. someone who I'd be like, mm, I started my period, and <laughs> Gavin, it's weird. <laughs> That's not who I would write to, so... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this is when he talks about his connection with Bruce and his father, um, that before his dad even left, he gave him a 
uh, Springsteen cassette for his 14th birthday and then was gone a week later. I want to know what the cassette was. I don't yeah. think he clarifies that. And he mentions that it was the first time his father went out of the way to give him a present himself. It wasn't something that he was like, yeah, just toss my name on it, honey, yeah, yeah. you know, that the mm. mom picked out. He talks about specific albums that he'd listened to with his dad. Well, one was Nebraska. Yeah. And Which his mom does not like because it's too depressing. Mm-hmm. She says, if you're going to spend money we can't afford on music, then spend it on something that will cheer you up. <laughs> that's, that's exactly like I'm my with mom her. with with her ukuleles. Like, this music you're listening to is making you sad. <laughs> Play a ukulele. You should buy some Wham. You know what would make you happy? <laughs> Do you know who wham. Don Ho is? Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever uh, uh, written something depressing on a ukulele. <laughs> Never. Um, so at that point, his dad uh, stopped playing Springsteen when mom was around. So, um, and he also talks about the river and how he identifies with the song Hungry Heart because mm-hmm. he feels like his old man mm-hmm. has also got a hungry heart. Also, that's a great. It's all of our old mans. Good track. <laughs> great track. I don't know. I think my dad, my dad's a, uh, a Leonard Skinner guy. Mm. So uh, uh, I think he's more like a, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a character from a Skinner song. He just was talking about how he's trying to get his bullets back. Uh, he's like, uh, <laughs> Tuesday's gone with the wind, yeah. Jess, and so am I. Right. See ya. <laughs> and that's why I'm leaving my family, because of this Scannard song. Um, so Terry is getting poor grades in math. I think that's the uh, the subject Mr. Jenkins. Can we talk about the numbers on these grades? <laughs> what system is this? Yeah. Did they use a different one? Maybe it's a weird Canadian system. This has know. to be oh, Canadian, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because... His uh, a fifties bring up his grade. Yeah, well, he, he finishes uh, with a seventy one. Yes, right? and and it's like party time. Like, okay. Well, I mean, a seventy one's a C. That so. would be that would be passing. But yeah. he's talking about getting like forties and fifties on his 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 exams, and it's like, buddy, I did that in algebra, and I had to repeat it. Yeah, so. like anytime he he never mentions a number like above. I've never an eighty is not even on this scale. Is it like Celsius? We're like, <laughs> 12, 12 degrees, that's hot. <laughs> it seems to be on a 75-point scale of grades. Yeah. I don't know. Well, he decides to make a deal with his mom and asks uh, his mom to loan him 50 bucks when he passes math because he's sure he's going to do that. And he's going to use that money to buy a secondhand guitar and amp. And his mom's like, that's a waste. Your dad wasted his whole life thinking he could make a living playing in a band and reveals to Terry that she married his dad so he could have a father. So just kind of Dang. trapped like a Bruce Springsteen song yeah. his whole whole life, right? <laughs> um, so he does have, I guess he has his dad's old guitar because he says he's been practicing. He has an acoustic guitar. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's that one that's on the cover, like up on the shelf next to his one trophy. Yeah, that looks like a really little acoustic guitar, by the way. Yeah. It's tiny. Okay. Anyway, I mean, the trophy is about to dwarf it. So <laughs> well, maybe it's, it's a big trophy. Maybe. Maybe. Uh... maybe. Um, so he stays after school with Kirkland, the music teacher, and he wants to join and start a band. Like, that's become his big thing. Um, he is also starting to rebel in his appearance. Inspired by maybe the boss's look himself, he creates a headband um, that he, he cut off a piece of denim sleeve off an old jean jacket and uses it as a headband. Ooh. And the teacher, Mr. Jenkins, says, 
need something to keep your brains from linking out. <laughs> just zinger after zinger. Yeah, with this guy. I, I love this section of the book so much. <laughs> it's like very purely. It feels very real, like yeah. how a middle school boy would would act. Right. Sure. Yeah. Well, totally. Yeah. yeah. And also, like he keeps telling Terry to move the headband because it's distracting the students, and mm-hmm. Terry refuses yeah. and is like. This Sarah over here is wearing a headband. Is she distracting? You know, it's pretty low bar for distraction. <laughs> well, headband. Yeah. Anyway, he also dyes his hair almost blonde and cuts it short. He uses a mixture of peroxide, lemon juice, and mineral oil. By the way, to dye his hair sounds like a homemade sun-in type thing. <laughs> I don't know if people remembered when that was a thing in the eighties when you would. My sister would do this too. She would spray sun in in her hair and then go lay out and bake in the sun. And it was supposed to lighten your so hair it's naturally. It's going to look like he's been swimming in chlorine pools too long, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think this is going to look good. I mean, here's that's it on the cover, right? Yeah, he doesn't like, look bad. Not on the cover, but I think in real life, this is it would be like when I tried to like dye my own hair. But it is like, it's literally like when you're a kid and yeah. you're trying to rebel a little bit and find your, your style. Mm-hmm. And I remember I stayed the night at a friend's house and she had manic panic and I put green streaks in my hair. By the way, did not bleach my hair. So I had like yeah. this this mousy brown hair with weirdly tinted green streaks came home my mom was just like what the fuck ever you have to go to school and have everyone make fun of you i don't care and they did i got called <laughs> booger for a while uh anyway not nice what does what? i felt kind of cool though because this was before like everyone had like all of the abuse you're hurling at me makes me feel even more <laughs> alienated and cool thank you i'm just yeah. gonna go home and blare some marilyn manson whatever <laughs> what does what does uh old jerkin say to him about his hair uh well, she said it. Oh, wait. The now we'll know thing. if blondes have more fun. That one, oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Uh, he kind of got that's him there. Solid. But she, he says whatever that means. Like, he doesn't yeah. know what you know, he's though, talking about. You know, that's just like a, such an annoying trope, though. Like, when I bleached my hair blonde, people would constantly come, and say, come up to me at bars and say, like, so do blondes have more fun? Like, it's, or people at work even would be like, hey, Jessica, do blondes have more fun? Tell us. When and you I'm just say, like, I have depression and make them feel better. <laughs> <laughs> at the bar just say buy me a shot and find out and then i take my shot down it and go hang out with blake <laughs> sorry bye at work you can just say uh we'll find out when we discuss this with the hr department <laughs> ouch um he also has a crush on a young lady named joanne mm. uh she'll come back in a way later but Instead of Joanne coming up and approaching him one day, it's a girl named Christy. Christy with a K. Mm-hmm. And she comes up to him and says, I like your hair. Hang in there. You got guts. <laughs> hmm. Hang in there sounds a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And she calls Terry and asks him to get burgers with her. And he just fumbles through it. They can't make their calendars come together. He just has no idea how to talk. He just gets tongue-tied and flustered. Sure, it's common, right? How have you guys oh. ever had like a young a young lady call you and ask you out? Never, uh, completely smooth it, on my end. Never, never my, made a mis- single mistake. My note said she calls him <laughs> with caps. Uh, no, that never happened to me. I mean, in my first fumblings with dating, and I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, I was about that bad at it. Like I didn't even know how to talk. So a little, little bit relatable. Mm. I remember only knowing the the step of making the call. So I make the call and they're like, wait, wait, what now? What, what do I say? What do I, what's the goal here? What's the play now? Yeah. yeah. I just have, having no idea and just talking yeah. for like 30 seconds and then hanging out. It's like, oh, okay, I guess this is the thing. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's kind of the problem he has, right? Like he'll, he asks, it may be in a later phone call. Like he asks her out. She says, yes. 
and then he just hangs up right away basically mm-hmm. like well they talk about her dog yeah. and he says i don't like dogs <laughs> <laughs> is that when he says a dead slug could have done better girls i can't handle right yeah <laughs> so down on himself <laughs> can i say that it is hard to talk to uh the opposite sex when you're 14 he also yeah, okay in is. in this phone call she has to uh babysit friday night so mm-hmm. she can't do it then but he's watching a Bruce Springsteen tape with his buddy Sean Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, important. no can do. Yeah. Well, that can't be pushed. They're writing about a Muse concert. Does anyone know what that yeah, well, is? I had a question about that. Yeah, what? I don't. I don't. I don't okay, know. for a brief second, I thought Muse was yeah. around then. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe there's a different band named Muse. It, it's it's an acronym for something, right? Sure. Yeah. Maybe like a know. Live Aid type thing too. I don't know. Anyway, he uh, after they can't arrange. A date he never calls her back and he sees her at mcdonald's been there been there and she <laughs> ignores him Ouch. he does not exist in this case i'm pretty much on her side <laughs> uh <laughs> we find you know her story evolves throughout throughout the story but uh yeah no i, I wouldn't look at him either right <laughs> <laughs> just, just didn't call her back yeah. so um so i have june 25th and i have question marks still in school which to me seemed bonkers because I think he is still in school at this point. Yeah. yeah. Late June. Anyway, um, his dad does call his mom and uh, mom talks to dad. Uh, she says he asked about Terry and um, mom tells Terry that she doesn't care if his father ever comes back, that her his father has not helped at all financially with the family since he's been gone. And he gets really mad at his mother there. Yes. And he, because she, he blames her for the relationship not working, not the dad that, uh, you know, like is taken leaves. off to be yeah. in a cover band. Yeah. And he he's writing to Bruce and he says, um, I got my sights set on somewhere else far away from this place. One day I'll show them all. Then they'll be wishing they treated me better. <laughs> you never want to say one day I'll show them all. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> got news for Terry. Yeah. None of those people give a shit about you, buddy. Right. We're not going to be thinking about you when you're gone. <laughs> Um, And he ends up passing all his exams, including math. So he has no more Jenkins. He gets solid 52s. and He's (laughs) off to the next next grade. Um, He's been hanging out with Sean recently, his buddy, going to music stores, going to the lake. And when they're at the lake, they find where the older kids are hanging out. And they're all just kind of checking out girls. And this is the line we all talked about. I don't know if we are recording yet or not, but... uh, the guys are all watching these girls. They're sunning, you know, they're. It seems like they're both peeking through bushes. I'm <laughs> pe- peeling some leaves <laughs> apart here uh, and just staring at these girls. I but... just assume they have reflective sunglasses. <laughs> I mean, that, that is the move as a middle school boy. It's yeah. Like, I got to go get some sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so the uh, they're watching the girls and there are flies that the girls keep swatting away. And Terry, <laughs> Terry writes to Bruce. Man, some flies get all the breaks. <laughs> we could have stayed right where we were, staring at th- those girls. Like the old man used to say about the 20-minute workout girls that came on TV. <laughs> if they didn't activate your hormones, nothing would. Oh, my God. If Denise- the 20-minute workout girls. <laughs> if Denise Austin doesn't do it for you, forget it. Tammy Lee Webb doesn't get you excited. What if Dad knows about pornography? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I got a real surprise for you, Dad. I, I feel like in a lot of stuff from that era, like maybe movies and stuff, people seem to be incredibly horny for workout tapes. Uh-huh. I, I will say this thing. I was at the downtown branch of the library once, and so a bunch of people just used the computers. And I was talking to one of the librarians, and we turned around, and there was one of the patrons was just watching yoga videos. But, like, it, it wasn't pornography, but uh-huh. <laughs> it was as close as they could and. She was just like, well, we can't do anything about yeah. this. Yeah. You know, like as a librarian, that's very common when people will go right up to the line and <laughs> and force us to be like, technically, we cannot stop them. Yeah, that's what that's where they like to. Uh, you're not doing Adrian's workout with her right now, but you're just intently watching her, I mean, <laughs> her do yeah. it. I wonder if the workout video thing was because it was new, like it was a novelty seeing you know, a, a woman dressed that way on TV. Mm-hmm. And yeah. porn videos yeah. weren't as readily available. So and they like were the next best thing. Probably expensive. Yeah. Like I remember turning 18 and one of your rites of passage, obviously, is going to the porn store. Mm. Mm. One of the first things I did with my best friend totally went to a porn store. And I remember looking at the boxes and I was like, these are expensive. Like yeah. 40, 50 bucks to own. Yeah. Bruce needs to write a song about a down in his luck guy in a small town who just can't afford <laughs> can't afford that VHS pornography. <laughs> so he's he's just got to get off on to borrow our guy's phrase here. Get off on uh workout videos. Yeah. His, his his old lady's workout videos. Yeah. Um, so when they're at the lake, he notices Christy there who is still continuing to ignore him, but he does think Man, she really filled up that swimsuit she was wearing. So, um, you should have asked her out for that burger then, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He gets a bad sunburn, though, and when he comes home, his mom smothers him with noxema, and that reminded me of my own mother who would do that. Um, it doesn't really treat the burn, but it feels good because it's all cold. So <laughs> feels really good. Um, he also does get a letter from his dad with 20 bucks in it, and so did his sister, and his mom got a money order for $100. So I guess that phone call... Kind of guilted his dad into uh, contributing a little bit to the kids. Um, Did they not have, like, family court wherever this is? They're not officially separated yet. Okay, okay. Mm. So I don't think you can really get a a court demand to get child support or anything. So Terry uh, ends up getting a guitar and amp very cheap after negotiating with a dude who is trying to... They learn of the sale from a bulletin board at the mall. Yeah. (laughs) The guy is Grab obviously one of those trying. Numbers yeah. that are kind of, <laughs> the guy is obviously trying to move because I think they go to his apartment and it's basically empty. And they take advantage of this this person's desperation. Um, I think it, it seems like it almost does it on accident. Uh, like he he isn't necessarily trying to take advantage of this dude, but he just finds himself doing. He kind of realizes after the fact that, that this guy wants to get rid of this moving. thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I think he originally wanted one hundred twenty five dollars, and they talk him down to eighty five. What are they first? And, and some tapes and uh-huh. six or seven uh-huh. six Ooh. or seven tapes. Once, he's, once Terry once Terry is not going to listen to anymore. I want to know what those are. Right. <laughs> yeah. Did they say what kind of guitar and amp? No, no brand. It's just come on. It's just described as being not the best. Okay, so like a Sears. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It was yeah. very valuable yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. uh, what was he gave out like John Cougar tapes? You know, like all the all the oh, Bruce maybe. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> like this isn't doing it. Here's some little pink houses for you. I don't know the name of that. Is yeah. it called? No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What probably. was his original offer? Isn't it like forty five dollars? How much did he have? He had forty. He had. I think he has sixty five saved. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. So the friend had he to says, loan I want one hundred and twenty. Yeah. How about 65? Yeah, and the friend ends up loaning him 20 bucks yeah. or something like that. So, because okay. his mom is not happy, number one, about the purchase, mm-hmm. and two, about owing his friend money. But it's less about the money, I think, than I have another deadbeat man <laughs> trying to, yeah. like, 
be in a band yeah in my family so uh terry and sean uh you know they rock out together and inspired seems by... like it'd be terrible <laughs> Just... <laughs> These two. doesn't sean play bass is that his thing mm-hmm. yeah um so they're inspired by well terry becomes inspired by live aid and he wants to have a concert to raise money for charity or something and an idea comes to him to host a lip sync concert Mm-hmm. And the money they get through donations, like any money they earn, they will donate to the Smith family. Yeah. Why does so. it have to be a lip sync concert? Right. Because <laughs> they can't play. Cause, yeah, because yeah. they're all. No. Okay. That way no one has to play. More people can be involved. You can dress up like your favorite. Like this is something my sister and I would do and probably kids still do now is uh, – we would dress up like as rock starry as we could. Well, now that you know, Drag Race is so popular, I'm, I'm sure they do do it. I mean, lip sync lip sync battles are like, isn't that a I reality mean, show? Air guitar it, battles yeah, and I stuff know. too. It's all but so like, goofy. I mean, when we were kids, like we would spend hours like crimping our hair and putting on all our mom's makeup and like our coolest fits, Singing and we into would a hairbrush. use the bed as a stage, and we would just rock out to like Tiffany mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, whatever mall pop queen we loved. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith, like we would reenact these things together. My initial reaction to this whole idea of the lip sync concert was, ugh, that sounds terrible. But then I imagined being 14 and uh, I think it's great. (laughs) Especially like how they organize. Well, we aren't to that point yet, but like it's 10 songs. Like it's 10 songs. You know, at the most it's going to be like a 35 minute thing. I I think it's the perfect length. I think they did it really well. That's not too bad. They didn't let everyone in. And... Sitting there, like, as the, like, American Idol judges yeah. as someone comes and in and does Madonna. Talent. Like, this is not something that will haunt you later because uh-huh. you are you can't sing or something. You know what I mean? Like, you just get up there and pretend Or because you your 14-year-old boy lyrics are out in the world. Yeah. That, you know? too. It's like, not original work. Horrifying. Yeah. Did your schools have, like, the one or two bands, like, in seventh grade, eighth grade that had gotten together and played the talent show? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We had a band that played uh, at a high school dance and it was maybe the only one I went to. They were called Disassociation. And uh, Disassociation? That was the name of the band. Were they okay. students? Yes. They were, it was a student They band. were the, the association cover band. <laughs> <laughs> and they played and they got in trouble for... Uh, so they got in trouble, though, because a mosh pit started. And by a mosh pit, I mean like 10 kids <laughs> Three pushing, kids each, pushing other. each other by the lunch tables, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. I had uh, one of my friends um, in junior high. He and a few of his friends played... Uh, smells like Teen Spirit, the junior high talent show. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that was the song, and like um, three girls got up and started like moshing with each other. And oh, so uh, they they put a stop to that really quickly, and that was just like too much. But yeah, we never had a local band play a dance again after ten kids moshed. Uh, so yeah, we didn't have a local band, but we had the Mighty Mighty Boston's play like in Clueless. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, cool school, cool. man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so mom is starting to date a guy. His name is Nick. Brings Nick to dinner. And I get our guy is really chill about this, right? And he's, <laughs> very, mm-hmm, he's fine with it. Very chill. Basically, uh, Terry throws a fit, runs to his room, his room, yells, we hate Nick. Nick is ugly. Just <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Uh, you know, just <laughs> is, is just so frustrated and tells Springsteen in his letter, there's no one I can talk to about this. That's why you're getting these crappy letters. <laughs> uh, um, thanks, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I thought you were a fan. I, I didn't. <laughs> um, so he's struggling with depression, with mom dating, with dad being gone. And he says it's with a, a big, sister who has Duran Duran pictures on her wall. What a poser. Yeah. Not only does she have pictures of Bruce, but she has pictures of sparkly dressed Duran Duran I like, on her wall. I like mm-hmm. when he says to him, she doesn't even know that you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, he says of Dean being depressed, it's a big decision to get out of bed. And it's like, yeah, I understand that mm, feeling damn. when I was a kid. His mom ends up giving him the money to pay Sean back. And when he goes to take money to Sean, Sean is hanging out with a girl named Tanya, who is good mm-hmm. friends with Christy. And Tanya says, hey, you know what? Christy still likes you, buddy. You need to call her. So he calls Christy. He asks her to a movie. It's a double date. And Christy agrees. So cut to... I louse up my date with Christy. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Bruce Springsteen. Okay, she is so gung-ho, and I love it, and he does louse. He's bad. Yeah, He's bad at dating. But she kisses him. Yeah. What a dream. (laughs) (laughs) And was it like he sits there like a brick wall or whatever he says and just... He says, must have been like kissing a corpse. I was that stiff. (laughs) Just (laughs) stunned, doesn't know what to do. Oh, man. Double dates were, were a big thing for me in high school. I don't know. Did you all go on double dates? I didn't date in high school. I, I, wasn't, <laughs> well, I, I couldn't do it of my own volition, but yeah. I, mm-hmm. the singer in the band that I was in, he was very gregarious. And he would, because we were Christians, sometimes the girls would not allow them, allow, uh, the girls' parents not allow them to go out without uh, a group. Yes, so we'd be like, hey, can you like come be this girl's friend's date? Right. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Yeah. I just sit and listen to everybody talk. <laughs> and I can say I went on dates. Anyway. Yeah, you get bragging rights later, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. It, it is much easier, especially at that age, to... Group hangs. If it's a group, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did some group hangs. I don't think they were official double dates. I mean, I don't. it doesn't count if it's like six boys and six girls sitting and watching a movie for, you know, like we're all on dates. That's a makeup party. Does it count yeah. like in, uh, in PID-15 as a date when you're watching Wild Things with your, your boys? Well, when you boys some, and girls, some of them pair up. So, yeah, I think so. <laughs> one, yeah. one of them pairs up. Uh, another one tries to unsuccessfully. What is the cousin's name? She sits. Uh, uh, Maya sits next to him and puts her leg, her hand like next to his leg and he pushes her away. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't. It's a really funny scene. It's cousin oh, Walter. I, I or something. remember. I can't remember the kid's name. Anyway. Um, so after that uh, lackluster kissing performance, Chrissy does not call Terry back and that bad. avoids him at the mall. Damn. Imagine if your if your kiss was so bad he's that just, not only does she not like you right. anymore, you're ghosted but at the mall. Like yeah. she's just running into the Disney store when she sees you coming. Yeah. So Terry has decided he's going to get into weightlifting. He's he's working on his gains. He says okay. to Bruce, "I should be ashamed to take off my shirt in public. No wonder girls avoid me like I got VD." Whoa. <laughs> okay. That's a, maybe that's just a phrase you heard somewhere. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems a little advanced probably, for where probably he from is. his dad talking at some point mm-hmm. on the phone with someone, with his doctor. Ooh. <laughs> yikes, Josh. <laughs> You're making a lot of implications there. Um, he, ha- he talks about the uh, Bruce Springsteen workout program. He says, now look at you. You should hear what I've heard girls say about your body. Even my mom can't Whoa. take her eyes off you when she sees uh-huh. you dancing around on stage in those videos. I will say, moms of the 80s were horny for Bruce. My and- mom would talk about his butt all the oh time. Oh, my God. Who could blame them? It was on the he album cover. So. hot as hell in the 80s. Mm. <laughs> like, what's what's yeah. the Springsteen workout? Is it is it sliding on your knees across the stage? <laughs> and then at the end of the slide, you kiss your saxophonist on yes. the mouth? Yes. <laughs> yep. Okay. So That's a pretty good yeah, workout. You have to do the full like thing where you 
jump your body up to do it. You know, it takes yeah. a lot of skill and a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's working his ass off. So uh, Sean is spending a lot of time with Tanya, and Terry feels like he's now more into the guitar and event planning than Sean is. Sean's busy showing off his hickeys. Yeah. Yeah. And Sean is so the, horny. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, it, pretty much his two character qualities is he plays bass some, three, plays bass sometimes, uh, has money to loan right, Sean. Right, he can loan money. Yeah. He does that twice. Yeah. And he's very horny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hornier than Sean. <laughs> but Sean uh, Terry does compare his own horniness level to Sean's at one point in the book. He's like, no, Sean's just on another level. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am normal 14-year-old boy where it is out of control, uh-huh. but... <laughs> Not like this. Like, I'm feeling normal again after being around this guy. Yeah. So uh, Terry is so into event planning that he's even gone to the Smith's house to ask if they would mind being the recipients of of charity, of any money that they raise from this lip sync concert that they're planning. So now their situation is the Smith's situation is that they're waiting for the insurance to work out what their settlement's going to be. I I think that's in there, right? Yeah. So this is just to help them get by. I'm surprised they have insurance. Yeah, well. They probably it's probably one of those things where they had to have it. We'll have to send Kevin Kevin Major. Kevin is it Major? <laughs> Major, Major. Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost said Kevin Minor. To send <laughs> send Kevin Major a letter to ask him about the family's insurance situation. Just really get into the nitty gritty details yeah. of the yeah. story. Yeah. We need to know. I mean, maybe the insurance never paid out. I mean, they're always yeah. trying to find loopholes. Mm-hmm, they're probably mm-hmm. like, sorry, your babysitter did it. We ain't paying you. So um I wrote about <laughs> Okay, so in this letter. Terry really has the summertime blues, and he is working on a song. Does anyone want to read the lyrics? Oh, yeah, I like this part. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, here we go. (laughs) Summer seat driving me crazy, driving me down, not getting me through. Fire's burning in and out of me. I can't escape. I need to talk to you. Come on, girl. I got to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you say root or route? Is it rhyming with anything? No. If they're Canadian, I think they say root. root. Yeah. yeah. I need a route, a long, cool tunnel, a one-way ticket to the promised land. I need a reason to make things happen. I need a reason just to make some plans. It's not bad. That's all right. <laughs> come on, girl. I need to talk to you. Yeah, come on, Rhonda. I got to talk to you. <laughs> Wait, Rhonda. where'd Rhonda come from? I don't know. She's just everyone's favorite rock girl. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a stand-in for, uh, who's these? Chris? it's Christy at this point, yeah, right? Yeah, Christy. Yeah. I guess Rhonda's a, it's not a better name than Christy, but might no. fit better phonetically it, for the song. It's it's just one of those kind of names that you would hear in a Springsteen. It's like, come on, Rhonda. And he even says later, like in the letter, I don't even know who Rhonda is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rhonda Lita? Uh, I need you more than you need a reason for me running hot calling your name. <laughs> that is all one sentence. Uh, I need you now. Tomorrow is later. <laughs> And later never pays in the freedom game. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Come on, girl. I got to talk to you. Yeah, come on, Rhonda. I got to talk to you. It sounds like a middle school middle schooler trying to write a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah, yeah. I think it's 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 good by Kevin Major. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like an internet algorithm. You feed a bunch of Springsteen lyrics into it, (laughs) then it spits out a song. (laughs) The Freedom Game. Right. The title is the Freedom Game. Yeah. So uh, Sean though does come back from camping, and this is when he shows off his hickeys. That's his hickeys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Terry talks about how he misses vacations. Uh, misses going with his family on on road trips and and stuff like that. He misses his dad promising to take him uh, what uh, duck hunting. I can't remember. I- but uh, they're talking about the concert, and Sean is very worried about it. He's afraid that they'll look dumb if they screw it up. 
but Terry's and they like, would, and they uh-huh. would. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Terry's like, there's listen. a high <laughs> threshold of dumb looking here, <laughs> or a low threshold. Yeah, Terry's like, listen, uh, I already told the Smiths that we're doing this, mm-hmm. and they kind of need that money, so we're stuck with it. Um, it's like me agreeing to be on somebody's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not yours. It's <laughs> a risk. <laughs> so um, next, we find out that his parents are officially getting a divorce. Like, mm. They've decided we're making this legal. And Terry decides that he he's thinking about going to find his dad. He finds an old letter that his dad sent to his mom. There's no return address, but it's postmarked from Callum. So he's planning on going on a trip soon. So he does track down his dad. This is all related and actually kind of two of the longest letters maybe to Springsteen. So he tracks down his dad. He leaves the house and hitchhikes. Hitchhikes? <laughs> Sorry. He leaves house and hitchhike it. Jesus, what's going on here? is the name of like the fourth leprechaun movie. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. He leaves the house and hitchhikes. Um, he gets into the second car he gets into. He describes it as being with drugged out guys in a Mustang. Hmm. Um, he sits by a guy in the back. He's Pete and he's covered in puke. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have something, Andy? You got your... Oh, I was looking up Callum, Texas. I don't think it exists and I was wrong about that. <laughs> I, I think this, this could in be there. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just... As long as it's not west because that's where mom wants to go. Mm-hmm. But... Just west. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Just that idea. So, uh, the guys kind of freak him out though. I think they... He's worried that the driver will pass out because they've basically been on an all-night bender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so he keeps them talking and they talk about Springsteen a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, he gets out close to Callum, takes a bus the rest of the way to his dad, goes down to the club or bar where his dad hangs out and finds out where he lives. Um, I imagine this bar as being the bar where like Pee Wee Herman walks in like an old (laughs) biker bar, right? Because everyone's (laughs) like, who's this kid in here? (laughs) Uh, Well, obviously he's a kid, but just the way that they act are kind of gruff and rough to this kid. So he waits outside the apartment building for his dad to come home and he appears later with a woman whose name is Charlene. Um she's kind of immature. He's also wearing a Budweiser belt buckle. I didn't I don't wanna Ooh. Yeah, I think that's like his yeah. dad's trademark yeah. look, right? The Budweiser belt buckle. <laughs> what a great look. Yeah. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> so <laughs> his dad is very like excited to see his son. Um and but he has a, sh- a gig that night, and so he has to leave pretty quickly after showing up um, because they have a show. And I think Terry's looking around the apartment. There's, like, hardly any food in the fridge. What is the name of his dad's uh, band? Mm, I don't, I don't oh. It does say at some yeah, point. Yeah, I got it. Did he, Oh, what is it? Backstreets. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's good. That is good. That's um, very working class. Yeah. Yeah. I think he also finds like a roach or something. He's like, oh, so mm, my yeah. dad, yeah, yeah. dad's smoking reefer. Because he says like, I'm not judging him for it. Just interesting to notice. <laughs> doesn't he uh, Doesn't he try to blame it on Charlene? Like, yeah, I think so. Charlene. She's yeah. the bad influence uh-huh. on my dad. I think she is well, younger. She's causing a man to stumble. <laughs> she <laughs> never the, read a... Devil's lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, Later on, this is kind of a sweet moment when they come home and Terry fakes being asleep on the couch and dad just kind of stands there and stares down at him for a while and then covers him up with a blanket. Mm -hmm. So always, I always kind of like doing that too when I was a kid. Like if I fell asleep on the couch or something and I would kind of wake up because my mom was there. For spy teching purposes, is that why you pretended to be asleep? At my own house? I don't know. I I have no clue what... uh... (laughs) 
who you're snooping on. No, I would just fall asleep on the couch and like you kind of wake up because your mom would come out and cover you and they would kind of like touch your face. Oh, it's so yeah. sweet, moms. Um, so he spends a couple days there with his dad. I don't think he's called his mom at no. all. No, he hasn't. She just doesn't know. Yeah. And dad hasn't called either. Dad's not like, maybe we should call mm-hmm. your mom so yeah. she doesn't think you're dead. He's a bad dad. I, yeah, right. I think he, he's just a bad I dad. I hope that this is another like Kevin Major thing where... Terry just doesn't think that dad has called the mom. Because surely what dad would call the mom like as soon as he got there. Yeah. Maybe in private. Yeah. Because yeah. when he gets back, he says, I think dad called mom. Yeah. Uh, and that's why she goes easy on him. Oh. But he thinks it's when they were like at the bus station or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's when. So, uh, oh, I did write down the name of the band right here. So um, he says that dad seems to be happy making living with band, Backstreets. <laughs> and... Um, Terry even goes and watches like a practice and I think they sneak him a beer. Yeah. So he gets Ooh. to hang out and drink a beer Just with one the of band. the guys. Yeah. One of the guys. Bud. Yeah. And this is better than his earlier band who, when he writes to Springsteen, I forget what song they're playing, but he's like, they butchered it. You would have uh-huh. hated it. <laughs> this oh. is his second beer. Cause he and Sean split a beer at the, uh, the, the, river. the river earlier when too. Yeah. Pretending, wishing they were flies. Bad yeah. boys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, dad does show up at the bus station before Terry leaves and they have a talk and his dad's like, you know, I'm not coming back. And Terry's just kind of devastated and he feels like he's a mistake. Like his dad doesn't care about him. And he even says, look at me, you're mistake number one. And he says that that really got to his dad and he's glad that he did. And he asks why his dad never writes or calls and starts crying and dad is just kind of, you know, a selfish dad. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I felt the same way as a kid. Like, why does dad never call? Why does dad not want me on his weekends? Why does dad, you know, whatever. Why and, he don't want me, man. Yeah. And when you're a kid, you don't understand. Uh, sometimes people are just kind of selfish people and are just, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're um, thinking about themselves. Yeah. And so he, you know, that's when he confronts his dad. Like, why don't you write or call? Like, if you love me and if I'm not a mistake, like, why aren't you being communicate? You know, why aren't you communicating with me? And his dad does promise to do better and um, says that he will try to write something as often as he can. And he takes his dad's baseball cap. Yoink. Trademark. He should have this, taken that Budweiser belt buckle. He says, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, and his pants should have fallen down. <laughs> <laughs> we should have seen him with like Great. hard boxers. Welcome <laughs> to your new life, dad. <laughs> nice, no nice moment pants. of levity there. Yeah. yeah. He says, I'm taking that cap and just grabs up his head. Yeah. What's the cap? Are we told? Uh, it just seems like a dirty old cap. I yeah. can't remember what it is, but he sends him a replacement cap later. Um, it's a Bud Light cap. <laughs> <laughs> it's this cap. I'm going to look up the uh, uh, Born in the USA album art. Okay. Um, so cap in that? he goes back home. Um, I think he does shove the cap in his back pocket. Though, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So he goes back home. Go. He's tense. Things are tense with mom, but are not bad. And he thinks about Springsteen's own relationship with his dad. How they never got along, how he needed to get away, but now, you know, they understand each other better. So, mom is keeping Terry busy with jobs to do, like painting the living room. And Sean says, we're just starting to get out about the lip sync concert. Um, I think they purposely talk about it in front of Tanya, which is as good as just posting uh, a post to Facebook or something. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just getting around town. Um, And people are telling, you know, them that they want to do it. In fact, girls keep calling Terry that they went in on the event. They get... Six calls from Madonna's, three from Cindy Lauper's, a heart call, and Pointer Sisters. So, which is a it's cool. Uh, Bruce wrote some music for the Pointer Sisters. Yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, I, I think it's interesting that uh, Sean is two-timing Tanya. Uh, my notes say horn dog Sean is two-timing Tanya. <laughs> and they're just still together. Uh, <laughs> well, was this two-timing just on vacation? Yeah. I mean, did it count if you're Look, on vacation? Did they vacation? establish rules before <laughs> you left? No. <laughs> <laughs> if you arrive back with hickeys, oh. It, it, oh, it, yeah. it, it counts. Maybe he didn't see Tanya for like a week. Oh, right, there like, were slugs in the lake. <laughs> leeches. These are leeches. <laughs> a lamprey got on me. Yeah, I, I think he comes back. He just pretends like he's still gone for a week. That has to be the play yeah. if, if yeah. you come back with Sean knows how to, Sean is experienced. He yes. knows how to do this. Yeah. Um, Not experienced enough to say, hey, no hickeys, babe. Right. <laughs> well, you got to get those hickeys. Yeah. Maybe yeah, his true, mom true. told him to put toothpaste on him like my mom did for mm. my sister. That can't possibly work, can it? No. <laughs> Just makes him sting. Like that's what toothpaste does to your right, skin. Just right. makes him hurt more. Yeah. Or my friend that went to the Wal- Walgreens makeup counter and says, what do you have that can cover this? <laughs> uh, do you have uh, hickey makeup? Like specific <laughs> hickey makeup? Not to brag, but I got a few. <laughs> um, so guys are even starting to call the house. The phone is just ringing off the hook, and he tells mom about his plan since the phone is constantly going off. And uh, But he's also very nervous about it, and his mom says, hey, you know what? Don't worry about yourself, but about the people that you're trying to help. So mm-hmm. good advice from mom. Yeah. Um, his dad does finally write a letter. The band is doing great. And Terry does send a reply and sends dad a new hat with rock on on it. So. Rock on. <laughs> All right. You're a touring cover band. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good gig if you can get it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I, I just picture him seeing the hat, looking at it and being like, <laughs> like, it's like when my mom sends me a shirt that has like a cat on it, like playing with, um, what goes on Christmas? Just Christmas lights and wearing like a little uh, Christmas hat. I'm uh-huh. like, I can wear this around the house when no one's around. Uh-huh. Right. I'm not wearing this out of the house. <laughs> so uh, school is starting again, September 2nd. Um, he's getting along better with his mom. And he even tells his mom that he doesn't mind if Nick comes around. So that's a good Good concession to make. Oh there. yeah, we've missed some Nick some Nick material because he yeah. does hang out with Nick some. They go. That's coming up soon. Oh, it's coming okay. up. Okay. Um, and he asks mom if if Nick and uh, his mom are going to get married, mm. and she says not if it's going to break up the family. That's, that's awfully presumptuous. I was like, wow. I, They've yeah. been dating for like what a couple months. Quick, and <laughs> yeah. he's barely come to the house. Yeah. Mm. And uh, he says he writes to Bruce that I guess it says a lot if she's willing to put me first, which is true. Some moms wouldn't do that. Nope. Or dads. So uh, anyway, the concert is approved and they can even use a school auditorium for the practice sessions and the concert and auditions are coming up. Um, Christy is coming up and talking to Terry again, uh, but he can't figure out if she actually likes him or if she wants to be on his good side so she and her friends can do heart Hearts, at the yeah. concert. Yeah. <laughs> and his, yeah. he just keeps, keeps saying stuff like, I don't understand females. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, he's he's thinking about Joanne, a girl he's had a crush on for a while. And Nick is also coming around more often. So Sean and Terry decide they're going to do Dancing in Dark, Dancing in the Dark, sorry, uh, for the lip sync concert. Fine. They pick it because it's not too long. It has a beat the audience can move to, and they want to act off the video. Plus, Terry writes... Plus, I really get off on the part in the video where you pull uh, up the girl from the audience and start to dance with her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At the time when this was written, we didn't know that that girl was Courtney Cox. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> if this were written now, he would have said, I really got off on Courtney Cox dancing with oh, you in that boy. video. Yeah. So, um, but he's also worried about freezing up on stage. I mean, it is big shoes to fill. He's 
you know, emulating his idol. Yeah. So right. You know, Bruce didn't play that song for a long time. Like after the Born in the USA tour, he stopped playing it for a long time and reintegrated into the set list like in the 2000s. Oh, really? And one of the shows I saw, he closed the set with that. Did it he, was really great. It did was he really good. pull were, anyone up on stage to dance nah, with him? No, he didn't. Oh. Was, were you at the show in Kansas City when the, he played that, but they had turned the lights on because it was an yes. after? Yeah. Yeah. So they're playing Dance in the Dark they, without the lights on. Oh, They right. did that a few times during the set where they turned all the house lights on so you could see everybody. It was like, yeah. Oh, is that what doing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was the River Tour. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Would he like played the, I don't know. We could talk about Bruce, the Bruce shows I went to. They're incredible. Everybody should go. Yeah, no, he's like great. Him, go he's see great. Him. Yeah. We may have gone to a different show, Josh. Okay. We can figure yeah. it out later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they do have auditions. 24 acts show up and they have to cut it down to eight because they're only going to have 10 spots. So eight will be for all the other people. One is for him and Sean. And the other one is the for Kirkland, teacher. their music teacher, who's going to do Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they end up picking like... Their top picks are like the kids who do ZZ Top, Beatles, and Cyndi Lauper. Um, this is when he starts hanging out with Nick. He goes canoeing with Nick. So, Do you have the description of what his band is going to be? Because I only have, it's him, Sean. I think there's someone else. He says, we'll get a big guy to do Clarence. <laughs> yeah, there's a big guy to do Clarence. And they can use their imagination for the rest of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is it So do they have a the fourth person? Do they have a drummer? Do they have Max Weinberg? Why do you need a wine? I mean... <laughs> It's yeah. a lip sync thing. The only thing people care about are the front front people. Yeah, no one cares about the drummer. People, no one cares about an air drummer. People love an air drummer, I thought. <laughs> Do you know what still haunts me to this day is there was a sketch on Conan. Um, I think it was called like Max on Max or something where it uh, looked like uh, yeah. Max Weinberg yeah. was. That's pretty rough. Anyone know what I'm I talking do, about? I do. I remember. And they would play it like constantly. I used to watch Conan a lot. I used to too, but they would play it constantly. It looked like they would just flash back to it on random episodes, Max and I was like, Weinberg "No, was quick, having sex with Max Weinberg." Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, missionary was, style. Yeah. And he's talking uh, seductively to himself. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw Bruce was in 2008, and Jay Weinberg played half the set. Which <laughs> <laughs> <It> sucked. Okay. <laughs> it didn't suck. It was great. It was still great. But then uh, Max played the whole the whole show on the River Tour like eight years later. Nobody cares about this, I guess. Right. So why would he only do half half the set? They were training him to replace Max, but I guess Max decided that he was just going to be back in it full time. Bruce that, is that slowly taking the children long. of all of the members <laughs> yeah. of his band and replacing. It's Clarence's cousin plays. Oh, is or, it? Or no, nephew okay. plays sax now. Okay. Yeah. Bruce gets older and the band members stay the same age. <laughs> <laughs> type, type of thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see. I just want to talk about Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Bonus okay. app. Uh, Two hours of Bruce. Here's some girl problems. He's mad at himself for still not talking to Joanne, and Christy won't talk to him anymore because her group wasn't chosen. So, anyway, makes sense. Figures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Typical female. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, he hasn't heard from his dad in three weeks, so dad must be really mm. busy. Um, but finally, his dad does send a two-page long letter, and the band is booked solid until after Christmas. Wow. Cover band. Huh. 80s, what a time. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, cover bands are still big, though. I guess. I mean, when I say still big, I mean, in Springfield... The yeah. mixtapes. If, 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 that's like, that's, well, no, if you're, if you're just like tribute to fill oh, in the blank, yeah. it's yeah. going to do better than original like music. But the mixtapes are also very popular tribute around yeah. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. are more likely to tour, I feel like, than a, just a straight-up cover band. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, that's how you can make money as a musician in Springfield, yeah. is playing in a, right. a cover yeah. band. Members right. only is opening for Loverboy mm-hmm. at the Ozark Empire Fair. Oh, my God. <laughs> I bet members only would be more fun. 
Yeah. Than Loverboy? <laughs> yeah, probably. probably. Like what? I mean, I was looking at who's playing this year. I hope members only covers and, Loverboy. And yeah, steals with Loverboy is like the, the big get this Oof. year. We couldn't even get the Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> the Mike Love Beach Boys not coming through this time. Right. Yeah. So uh, Terry continues bonding with Nick and he says his mom can marry Nick. Gives her permission. So that's nice. Hmm. Um, and then he gets a little... Uh, confidence and sends Joanne a note and tells her to sit up front at the lip sync concert. So oh, what do you think is going to happen? Planning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the concert was a success. They raised over a thousand dollars for the Smiths. I mean, back then that was like a million. So it's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many people came to this thing that they raised a thousand bucks? I think they had a specific number, right? Was it like, what is it? Like 300 or something? So how much were they charging people to come? I, I guess people maybe just donating their yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was the ZZ Top guys rocked it. <laughs> ZZ Top was amazing. They had Brian Adams for the ladies. There was Cindy oh Lauper. They had ACDC for the beer party crowd. Um, <laughs> what? Okay. That's what he said. Uh, there were the Stones, Tina Turner, who was, I guess, done by a, a person, a girl named Linda, who was really built. And he said okay. tongues, tongues were hanging out after that one. So oh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully Linda was of age. What did she oh, make them thirsty? Boy. I guess there was yeah. Michael Sean, Jackson. Sean uh, turned into yeah. a Tex Avery cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> rolled out like a red carpet. Yeah, we get it. Uh, so their music teacher Kirkland did Michael Jackson. There was a group that did Pointer Sisters, the Beatles, and then they closed with Sean and Terry doing the Boss. He said, "We were the killer of the show. No need to worry, man. I did you good." Um, so, out of all the Madonnas, mm-hmm. none of them got chosen? I guess there were no Madonnas. I didn't <laughs> wow. see Hart listed here either. Yeah. So. Well, Hart cool. specifically, he mentioned, because that was Christy, Because Christy, right? Christy. Yeah. 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 Do you think Christy would have gotten in even if she was good? Do you think he'd have let her in there? <laughs> do you think? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I mean, it's would you want to run into re- rehearsals every day? No. He's moved on. Yeah. He's got Joanne on the brain yeah. full time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so at the point in the song when he says, hey, baby, he waves Joanne up on the stage to be his Courtney Cox. And he says, he writes to Bruce, thanks, man, for putting that bit in the video. You might <laughs> oh, have really man. started something between us. So so she just goes along with it. Yeah. Wouldn't you? I'd be like, fuck, no, I ain't getting out of my chair. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> Luckily, she's an extrovert. So OK, yeah. well, that's yeah. different. So uh, after the show, uh, like the day after he calls Joanne and they talk for over an hour, her favorite uh, Bruce album is The River, mm. and they made a date. And Basically, he just needed to meet uh, yeah, a the, girl who also liked Bruce. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's that's all he needs. So um, Nick and his mom are officially getting married, and he writes his dad and tells him about the wedding, and his dad replied quickly, and he tells Bruce that there was personal stuff in the letter that really got to me, stuff that I wouldn't tell anyone, not even you. I never figured the old man cared that much about mm. me, so thought that was very sweet. And then he just kind of wraps up and he's like, hey, maybe I'll never hear from you. Maybe not. But, you know, now that uh, basically now that things are kind of going better for me and I figured some stuff out and I've gained some confidence and and my relationships are patched up with mom and dad for the time being. And I got a a girl. I don't need you, Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) (laughs) He does go on a day with Joanne. Right. And it talks a little bit about that. And he tells her about all the stuff going on with his parents, which is really significant. Like Mm -hmm. now he has another person to talk to. Yes. She seems receptive, and I think she tells him about some stuff going on with her. Yeah, and I, as well. I, I feel like since he's now got like I feel like Springsteen is kind of like a, a surrogate father, mm-hmm. and so now that he does have a communication open with his dad, that he can talk to him yeah. about yeah. those kind of things. So. Don't need you anymore, Bruce. Uh, two Brutal. last two last things from the final letter. 
or not the final letter, but when he's telling about the show, mm-hmm. he does end up by saying, P.S. I just remembered tonight's the last night of your tour. Rock'em silly. Rock'em silly. <laughs> Which I really liked. Uh-huh. And then he also says, he's talking about him dancing with uh, Joanne, and he says, I heard you pulled your wife on stage for a real long kiss. Nice work. I can't compete with that. <laughs> nice work, man. <laughs> uh, I had some thoughts about Nick, the the new dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he kind of sucks. <laughs> Like, he seems like a total square, and it seems like mom is overcorrecting to me. I feel like maybe she mm. needed, this is just me, a man, giving yeah. her this fictional yeah. mom advice, you know? That's what she needs. I feel like she she should have dated a little more. Maybe found somebody in the middle of Nick and, uh, right. and the, the former dad. You know, mm-hmm. somebody who parties a little bit. Keep it under control. Somebody <laughs> like me, mom. <laughs> Moms, hello. Now, he, he does, we can talk about the sign-offs. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, he does do a different sign-off for almost every letter. He repeats one. Anybody want to take a guess which one he repeats? Rock'em silly. No, <laughs> oh, that's not a sign-off, unfortunately. That's just a, that's just a postscript. Oh, that's a good sign-off. It's, it's, the most boring, it's the most boring one. It's just, uh, talk to you later. He yeah. says that one twice. There's also some where he doesn't have one, which is significant, because like the, the letters where he's really at his lowest mm-hmm. don't have a sign-off. Yeah. I like that. It's a really nice touch. Yeah. My favorite sign-off is when he's like, Lilas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so sloppy. Yeah, I did I did do every single one of them. I'm going to do them very fast. No, okay. just awesome. go through them. Okay. Go through them. Yours truly, take it easy, cutting loose, signing off for now. I better go see a Dream on, right? <laughs> then we have our first nun. Rave on. Stay cool. Loving it. Stay co- Oh, he says stay cool twice. Never mind. Oh. Stay cool. Hanging up for now. I'll sleep on it. Right? Man, real fine. Wake up. The letter is over. I like that one a lot. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> was, that, was that one when he was sad? Uh, I think, yeah, I think he's talking about personal stuff yeah, and there's nothing the exciting over. happening. Okay. Uh, I mean it. It is. That was in reference to something at the end of, uh, so long from the stratosphere. Right. <laughs> I'm on fire and in parentheses, but hell, it ain't funny. Uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. This is, this next one's after he gets the guitar signing off and plugging in. Yeah. Th- yeah. That was my favorite one. Nice. <laughs> no sweat. You're right. Okay. Up in the air again. Wish me luck. Parentheses. I'm sure I'll need it. Forget it. Real good. That's all I guess I got to say. Hot off the pin of, and then no comma, then his name. I like that that one didn't have a comma. Okay. Hot off the pin of, Terry. Your friend, the concert promoter, another one with none. That's all. Wish me luck. Take it easy. Oh, he repeated that one too. I'm sorry. Uh, that was a long, the long hitchhiking one ends with take it easy. Okay. A repeat, which I, at the time I was like, is that significant that he repeats the first one there? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, that's it. Good night. Keep it cool. Right? Right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> More decisions. Forget I said that. Talk to you later. So long. None. Uh, what else is new? Same to you. And I'm smiling too now. Wicked. Talk to you <laughs> later. And the last one is yours truly, man. Mm. Yeah, what a, I love. It. I love the. It's I love the sign off. Yeah, it's the cool. signs are great. Yeah. Sorry, I gave you misinformation at the beginning. <laughs> I should okay. have analyzed my data properly. We don't get creative with our sign offs anymore. Yeah. yeah. I uh, sign off every text. Trying to think different... of how I sign off <laughs> yeah. emails. They're always I'm just boring. like, let me know if you need anything, yeah. Jessica. Like thanks. work emails. Yeah, thanks. I'll tell you something really cute. My dad emails a lot still, mm-hmm. and he he signs his emails to my brother and me, YD, for your dad. Aww. Just capital Y, capital D. <laughs> okay. That is cute. It's, you know, he, he, it's thinks, a cute he dad thinks it's thing. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I do love? I do love, um, I have my, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but when I was, my favorite person, and this is very common for older people who are on Facebook, but was my great aunt Betty, who was 89 years old and had a freaking Facebook. Mm. And whenever she would post or a message me, she would, she would 
Any she comment. would comment anything and she would say, your great aunt Betty at the end. <laughs> Even though, like, obviously, right. so cute. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Your great aunt Betty. So she'll comment on the on the news leader. Yeah. And <laughs> well, she she doesn't live here. She lives in okay. Arizona. Uh, that doesn't stop people from commenting on the news leader. Texas, right. We got outside agitators <laughs> yeah, up in true. JY3. We do. We do. Uh, in that last letter, he also says, I almost just called you Bruce, but then he doesn't. He, what does he call him? Mr. Sp- I, I forget. <laughs> Mr. S. But he can't bring himself to just call him Bruce mm. because hmm. even though I've written to you all this, we're not that close. After like 50 letters, yeah. Oh, no, he does. He says, well, I guess this is the end of the line, Bruce Springsteen, man. I was going to call you just Bruce for once, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. (laughs) So respectful. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, he is dealing with the boss, Blake. Yeah. 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 I almost exclusively call him Bruce, and you can (laughs) search this podcast for plenty of evidence of that. (laughs) I call Robert De Niro Bobby because... (laughs) (laughs) Because I watch Dirty Grandpa, so I... I, Oh, okay. I'm I'm close with him like that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you the only person in this room who's seen Dirty Grandpa? I feel like that's a safe bet. Wait, you've seen it, Andy? No. You're, no, okay. No. Yeah. Yep. It you're is totally, one. yeah. Okay. Only, I only watch it because Efron's in it. Oh, okay. But you also All watch right. anything, so. Any garbage. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I used to do it a lot where I would screen cap some trash you'd watched and tweet it at you and just like, please explain. <laughs> why did you do this? Usually there's an explanation. Usually. I had to explain why I watched Abduction yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, what's Abduction? I don't know. Blake uh, and I are like... A title of D- Skip it. Okay. John Singleton, Taylor Lauder movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I haven't gotten that far. I'm, I'm behind on my blank checks. Mm-hmm. I would say don't watch Abduction under any circumstance. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm punishing Blake because he will not watch... Um, the Happy Feet movies with me, so we have not moved past. <laughs> because, she, because I, because I won't watch Happy Feet. Uh-huh, I, she's I'm holding Fury, Fury Road. Road. Oh wow! Well, like, come on. Is for, this is this what marriage is like? This <laughs> is. It's very unfortunately. <laughs> it's like one of we're not a great blank check episode. Had technical difficulties. So Fury lower Road? your expectations. Oh, yeah. No. Well, <laughs> it's probably never going to happen. Let's talk about so. blank check now. Today's episode was Joe Dirt. I'm like, should I should I rewatch oh, that? God. I, I've never seen Joe Dirt, <laughs> okay. so maybe I should. Uh, it's got um, Jessica from Sweet Valley. Midway yeah. through, I was thinking, should I watch Dickie Roberts' former childhood star? <laughs> nice. So, uh, blink check, everyone. Check it out. Good, yeah, pod- yeah. Good yeah. podcast. All right, so you're going to give this book a final rating? Um, Is that what we do? Sure. Do, do we have other stuff to say about it? We can. Do you want to talk more? Do you, What's your no, favorite? Just... Okay, if you were dating a girl and she told you no, her we have favorite to say... uh, Bruce album, what do you want it to be? Oh, yeah. Darkness at the Edge of Town. Oh, okay. It, literally any of them. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah just yeah, just yeah. having a favorite is is pretty okay. cool. Okay. Just leading in saying high hopes. <laughs> just be like, okay, that's that's fine. <laughs> that uh, would be a take. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is there a good song on that album? He's usually good for one or two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm sure there is. I haven't listened to it all that much. Yeah. What that's, if a girl was like The Rising? Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. that's a good yeah, one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But then that was she says, yeah. the, the, the only thing is, he doesn't really address Building 7, and then just starts going down. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's, it's true. So High Hopes is part of it. He started working with, I can't remember the guy's name, but he started working with a Christian rock producer. Uh, and it's just, those albums are just disastrous. The, produ- uh. the songs may be good, but the production is so bad. It's, it's almost He needs to have a Dylan-esque uh, uh Christian uh, era. Work with Steve Albini, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Dear Bruce Springsteen. Uh, no, we need to say who we would have written letters to. Yeah. Okay, I'm still oh, thinking about yeah. this one. I've got mine, and I'm not proud of it, and you won't like it, but okay. it's Billy if- Corgan. <laughs> <laughs> I He might write back, I feel like. He would now. What else does he have to do? Uh, wrestle, uh, yeah, promote gonna- conspiracy theories, uh, ride yeah. roller coasters alone. 
And it, this Plenty. is if we're 14? Was that the... I mean, 14. I'm saying in that general range. Any, yeah. when, so, just listening to Melon calling the infinite sadness and Siamese yeah. dream over yeah, and over. Freshman in high school. Okay. I'm thinking about what Billy I Billy gets me. Then. He understands what it's like. I probably would have written it. Uh, this, is, this is very lame. But I, you know, 14. I probably went to this dude, Josh Scoggin, who was the singer of the band Norma Jean and then The Chariot and now is, is the band 68. Still around. Still comes through Springfield like two or three times a year. Just he was my hero. Loved him so much. You know, turns out he was just doing Jack White. He wanted to be Christian Jack White. <laughs> well, well, Christian music you, needs a Jack White. You it, like Jack White? Well, this guy's yeah. just like him, but it, for Jesus. It's <laughs> as far as Christian music goes. I mean, it's still it's there's some stuff in there that I will still dip into from time to time. So mm-hmm. could do worse, I guess. <sighs> do you have one, Blake? Did you say one? Uh, no, I haven't said one yet because I'm still thinking. Mm. Okay, as far as like when I was 14, like my favorite bands were like. Radiohead and Nine Inch Nails and so and, cool, cool. <laughs> right? No, yeah, not yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, but I'm trying to think. Like, I don't think they would care about a girl who comes from a poor family. I don't think uh, Bruce Springsteen is writing this kid back. Well, we don't know that. He could have later. He was on tour yeah, the whole time. He might. He might go get a spaghetti dinner with it or come over to his house for spaghetti dinner. We Maybe. That Lucky Town is based on these letters. We don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I really don't think that any of those music, uh, I loved Beck. Like, I don't think any of them would have cared about a, uh, you know, a chubby 14 uh, year old girl writing and crying well, about daddy issues. And Bruce money didn't issues care about and, this kid, but it didn't stop him from writing. But no. we feel like Bruce would have cared if Bruce exactly. had gotten the letter. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Bruce would have cared. Maybe. And probably, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Dude, I actually do think that. I think he yeah. would have probably showed up at <laughs> this kid's. I think he's the type of musician who would honestly like go to this kid's house and like hang out with them and make his freaking life for just, right. you know, that day. Um, <sighs> okay. Around I got, I, 14, I, got... I discovered though Ani DeFranco. Oh, so yeah, probably would have uh, mm, been the person okay. I was getting into like politics and, and, um, uh, was very angsty. And I really loved her, uh, guitar playing and songwriting and really related to, I just thought she was like the most punk rock thing I'd ever heard on an acoustic yeah. guitar. And I was amazed by her. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like that, Living in Clip is still like an amazing, ama- if you've never listened to Ani DeFranco album, Living in Clip is live, but it is a great look at her career before. And like that just kind of encapsulates like her old, like 80s and 90s stuff. And it's great. Check it out. Pretty jealous of people like you who just seem to have been born cool. <laughs> like you just didn't, you didn't just discover stuff. <laughs> She discovered stuff way earlier. Yeah. Like I was listening I was to lonely. I was listening <laughs> yeah. to bad music until mid high school. Like I, I didn't even know what good music was. Jessica, I was also lonely, but I listened to the OC Supertones. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, big for me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's who I'm writing a letter to. One of the Supertones. I'm writing no. a letter to the dancer from the Boston's. <laughs> There's a chance I would have written a letter to Matt Morginsky from the OC Supertones. Yeah. He would write back. Or drummer Jason Carson was the band leader. <laughs> I would like to think that Ani DeFranco would have written me back had I written her about uh, my my frustrations and play. I, I feel like anyone on the Little Fair poster mm-hmm. would have been understanding and nice and probably right. at least mm-hmm. sent mm-hmm. A, a headshot signed. If, at, at if least. nothing else, yeah. yes, yeah. definitely. In a way that maybe Billy Corgan wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think Trent Reznor probably would have tossed aside my letters full of bad poetry, and <laughs> they probably would have all read them aloud and laughed at them. No, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. He was like 26 years old. <laughs> he totally would have. <laughs> Not that cruel. 
Um, maybe not. Maybe there's a details. Uh, I'll talk about it later. Yeah, that's Listen. not for this podcast. <laughs> nope. Um, I'll probably say Weird Al. Oh, <laughs> that's a so good, good one. Weird Al's one of the first uh, like musicians that I liked as a young dork uh-huh. who didn't know this what... tracks. This tracks. Like I think the only music I enjoyed was novelty music. So, <laughs> and he has a reputation for being extremely nice. So mm-hmm. maybe he would write back. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. a great one. Yeah. Did you see him here? Like at the fair? Yeah, he's been through the No, I've never seen it. My friend Robin. Have you seen Collective Soul at the fair? (laughs) Yeah, so many times, yeah. My friend Robin saw Weird Al. It was the same time when I ran him at Barnes & Noble. That's why he was around, was he's playing the fair. I saw him at Target when I worked at Target. He just goes and hangs out at departments. He went all over. Yeah, just Just kind of bored, yeah. Half the people uh, on here met him. Yeah, he... Half of us have met him. <laughs> well, I the wasn't cool that lucky. half of the room. I wouldn't have known what to say. I never know what to I, say to people. It was literally me. You and, would say, I've uh, written you 40 letters. Why haven't you written back, <laughs> Weird Al? And then I would go full stand. It yeah. was me and John who worked in cafe. You remember John? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember who else was there, but we just stood around, talked to him, and asked him questions about Tim and Eric. <laughs> and then I'm I sure. said, yeah. My boyfriend. Loves you. Can you take a cute picture next to me and act sexy to make him jealous? And that's what he kind of <laughs> so did. So you're crossing maybe a line there, but he was a good sport about it. Oh, he was very that's good. So yeah, cool. he was like, yeah. I just thought he's of- like boys do like me, and I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. He was. It's so nice that he didn't say like sad boys, nerdy boys. I, know. <laughs> I think is- all boys like Weird Al. All, like, yeah. Or should cool. or should or well, should yeah. yes. Yeah. I uh, mean, even girls do. I liked. Uh, I liked Eat It. And, uh, you know, uh, another one rides the bus. Mm. Good. It's a good. Dare to be stupid's my jam. So, yeah. Uh, Amish Paradise. Love that video. My hot take. I like his originals. That's my hot take. (laughs) Albuquerque. Yeah. Fantastic. I listened to it while driving through Albuquerque. Wow. Uh, Highlight of that that very long road trip. (laughs) Did you stop at the Breaking Bad house? Uh, No, but I went to Twister's, the the, the El Pollo. That's not El Pollo Loco, but Pollo's Hermanos. I went to that restaurant where they shot that. Yeah, That's all I did. I stopped there on my way to somewhere else and went to that (laughs) restaurant and listened to Albuquerque and left. (laughs) <laughs> That's all you need to do. Yeah. He, he, they're very used to that. They're like tourists pulling up to the, the building where they have the chicken restaurant and blasting Albuquerque. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, another one of these guys. They were so nice at Twisters. I was the only person in there. Oh, wow. I'm sure they okay. knew. They, they, I didn't say anything in there. They were like, they, this was a shot here. They like pointed at the poster like oh, telling me. Okay, so they love uh, it. I know, yeah. yeah. It's like the person who owns the Lori Strode house now from Halloween. It's like. She's like a historian on Halloween mm-hmm. stuff. That's like so she cool. doesn't she even leave pumpkins out so people yeah, can post. Yeah, she's like, come take your picture mm-hmm. here with this pumpkin. It's mm-hmm. it's one of two ways if you own one of those right. kind of houses. Right. Either you have the full house house and you're like standing out there with like a pump shotgun trying to get people <laughs> off. Oh, is the full <laughs> house person um, like not nice? I think that's true. It might be a different one of those kind of places. So, you either embrace it or you just shoot people who mm-hmm. come on your property yeah. constantly. Yeah. I went to the house that Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love lived in when... Kurt shot himself. Oh, no. And that's really weird because somebody owns that now, and you can just like see their kayaks and stuff sitting out in the backyard. Uh, that's, Do you think that's they know? Really I mean, they have oh, to know. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And like oh, when, yeah. when we went, there were like three other groups of people who came to go check out the little park bench because like there's this park bench mm-hmm. where Courtney Love sat and greeted fans and like you write messages on it and stuff it's like of course they, they have to know yeah. what if they yeah. didn't what if they bought the house and then <laughs> Some... they didn't find out until people started like 
like the realtor was like sometimes Ugh. realtors do keep that stuff a secret because they think it's if they think it's not going to help them sell and then they find out later in some places I mean, you it have could to have been bought by it. like in you know 60 year olds or something yeah. Yeah. originally yeah. and now they have a bunch of teens knocking on the door like <laughs> can i look around <laughs> i mean i guess bad things have happened in every house right yeah. probably right. Uh, you just don't. You just don't. Who was murdered it. here in this duplex? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know there's a question that like everyone listening is just just dying to know. Have any of us listened to uh, Bruce's podcast with Barack Obama? <laughs> oh God, I, didn't I have think not. Nope. I. I am one of the biggest fans of Bruce Springsteen that I know, and I cannot bring myself to listen to it. Reading, I just I don't want to lose respect. Reading for him. this book, I almost started it the other day. Yeah. I was like. I'm surprised you haven't. You love torturing yourself with. You really do. You're the most masochistic media <laughs> consumer I know. I, it's true, but I, that one was just I. I don't like those kind of podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything that it seems super, uh, like put together, not not well produced, but you know, like I don't know any oh, anything like, like scripted that. Scripted or I don't. No, mean, it's, I don't, it's not even scripted. It's just yeah. right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't. They're do both it. cool rockin' daddies in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel like I even... also hate, uh, for the most part, I hate like celebrity podcasts. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think I listen to any. I've tried to listen to you don't, Office You don't ladies. listen to Armchair Expert with Dex Shepard? Mm. No. Oh, boy. I, I, I did listen to some. I mean, I listen to some people who have some fame, but it's like, oh yeah, get out of our space, man. Like I listen, this is I listen our to space. like I listen to like WTF sometimes. Yeah. There's an a yeah, guest yeah, I find yeah, interesting, yeah, yeah. and I like like how did this get made? I guess like if you count Paul Shear as like yeah. a super celebrity, they're all way bi- like they're way more famous than they were when all those started. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I, I'm more anti the people who started them during the pandemic because they weren't getting enough attention. As celebrities, because right. because they there was a whole wave of, of yeah. celebrities, which I think they'll all stop doing it now because they're they can go they back have jobs to, again. they can make movies yeah. again yeah that would the be only nice. celeb podcast I endorse that started during the perdition was uh, Paul F Tompkins oh, yeah but he yeah. doesn't he doesn't count because okay. he he's of the he's people. like an original podcast yeah, that's true he is an original podcaster true. He's, yeah. yeah he's from way back yeah. All right, so you, you didn't ever give this okay, uh, sorry. book a hoof um, rating. I'm, How much do you edit? <laughs> you know, He'll go through. I've been on before and there wasn't a lot. <laughs> I do a, I do a, more than you think. But. Yeah. I'm uh, so sympathetic. We did two yesterday and one of them was over two hours. And the other one was like 75 minutes. Like, oh God. Oh man. That's a lot of editing. Yeah. How do you feel like uh, Henry Rollins? If I start writing him letters every day, how, oh, yeah. how do you think he would... Like now as an adult, you're an adult man and you're writing yes, Henry if, Rollins. If anyone would write back, yeah. literally anyone famous would write back, Henry Rollins would be the person. I could see that. it. Yeah. 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 He yeah. wants to talk. It's like, hey, what Josh, if I write? I'm so sorry. That, what like, if you write and have him on your podcast? You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that uh, Pushkin peed on everything again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, bet, I bet Jello Biafra would write back. Mm. I bet mm. Jello. He's crazy. <laughs> Jello Biafra is weird? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I uh, mainly it was because they did that Spitfire tour when I was like in high mm-hmm. school and he came and his whole thing, like every, every, uh, celebrity had like a platform. They talked about like our Alexakis from Everclear talked about like child mm-hmm. support enforcement, I think. And Kennedy fucking talked oh, about boy. the privatization of social security. Fuck off. Kennedy, okay. Robert Kennedy. Yes. DJ Kennedy. Like from MTV. Oh, oh, okay. Just Kennedy. Famous. Well, I just know Robert. Robert Kennedy's like an anti-vax. Like, oh, he's, he's this kind of, was in like 1998. Okay, so, Kennedy, no. Kennedy. Okay. Yeah, Kennedy, Fox Kennedy. News, Kennedy. Now Fox News of MTV, MTV at the time. Then. Yes. And uh, anyway, Jello's whole thing was taxing uh, churches. Good. I agree good. with. Yeah. 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 But afterwards, he was talking about. Um, I was there with my two Mormon friends. 
I'm also Mormon. And he was talking about how Mormons are using their money to build spaceships. And we're all like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't think that's, I mean, He's, Mormons are weird, but buddy, we're. We I've heard that from, uh, I'm not saying it's true, but I have heard multiple sources talk about You've heard about of that conspiracy. Thing. I'm saying it is true, and I haven't heard anyone talk about it. <laughs> They're doing I, an October sky somewhere. I want, and, I want to believe it, that they are building spaceships. I mean, if they are cool, why not? Everyone's trying to fucking build a spaceship and get off this planet. I mean, Mornings yeah, are just ahead of their time. So, yeah. yeah. People are cool with like Elon Musk doing that shit. So like, why But this is before people they? were cool with people wasting their money on space True. exploration, though. So now we're fine with it. Now that we know the world is... Sh- Never mind. Anyway, okay. yeah. so... So, Goodreads, out of 79 ratings... Has a three point three two, which I thought was kind of low. Yeah, it is. I enjoyed this book. I gave it. I give it four hooves. Okay, four stars on All Goodreads. Four I, I related to the daddy content. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I related to the uh, the um, love of a musician and just communicating and experiencing through music, and just you know awkwardness around the opposite sex. And mm. I just thought it was really well done. I I like a good. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just really, really enjoyed it. Cool. I uh, also rated it four on Goodreads. I thought this was great. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun reading this, and I'm very grateful that uh, you made me aware that it existed mm-hmm. and forced, but didn't really force me to read it. Uh, yeah. It was, it was good. the voice. It really, it, it, this dude Kevin Major writing in this kid's voice. It's that aspect of it is what really worked for me. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it. Uh, really nailed it two hours ago but like he sound the voice sounds like a middle school boy trying to sound like bruce springsteen <laughs> yeah uh it's great i think it's genuinely great writing mm-hmm. uh really liked it a lot double fours i identified with the uh hickey content mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> did you so no not at all uh, <laughs> okay. had to call you out so i thanks Blake. <laughs> let me pretend uh <laughs> i gave it three but i am now going to up it to four because I, Peer, I always, especially with books, yeah, especially with books, I'm a really hard, like I, I don't, I'm a really hard star giver. Mm. But I remembered I gave the movie Garden State five stars on Letterboxd. Oh boy! So I must give this four. Yeah. You have five to atone, stars. atone for five that. Five stars one. recently. Yeah. Like, like you rewatched it? Yeah. Recently. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect movie. It, it we holds love up. what we love. <laughs> I mean, every time I watch Wayne's World, I'm like, this movie gets better. Yeah. Ten stars. I, I kind of think Garden State, it has like one or two scenes that aren't great, and the rest of it is very good. I think I think it is it's good. It's really good. I don't know if it's a five star movie, but yeah. it, it's it's solid. As someone who does not like uh Zach Braff. Okay. And watching Black Widow, I thought you're better than Zach Braff. Leave him. Leave right, him. Leave him. <laughs> right. Okay, so we have a a, a quorum on four hooves. Mm-hmm. That Josh, Josh was bullied into it, though. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I would have given <laughs> it 3.5, but yeah. they don't give that as an option, which yeah. I, which we I have, hate. We I hate. complain to Goodreads all yeah. the time yeah. about this. Apparently, no one from Goodreads is listening to this podcast. I'm going to chain myself to the Goodreads offices. <laughs> they haven't updated their UI in like a decade. No, and <laughs> yeah. you know what? It's owned by fucking Amazon. Amazon yeah. Like, oh you've got money. It's neglected. And I've tried other like rating sites, and I just don't like them as much. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> it's a monopoly. Matter. I'm telling you, they don't have to. More like have to care. okay reads. <laughs> exactly. Gosh. So um, I guess we'll talk about our next book before we sign off. We're gonna be doing 
uh, a babysitter's club super special number two, babysitters <laughs> summer vacation. This I'm stoked for. Uh, we will have a special guest. Uh, Tom G. Wolf will come back on the show to talk about this. He's actually Yay. our Australian uh, BSC expert. His sisters <laughs> were really all into odds, it. This man was into the BSC. His sisters were into it, and he would just read their books, and he liked them a lot. And yeah. so one of the first things when we first started talking was he he messaged me and was like, "So what do you think about Mallory?" And I was like, "Why <laughs> is this metal dude asking me about Mallory I from hate the BSC?" Mal- so I have a couple <laughs> questions about this very quickly. Uh-huh. This is Super Special number two. Uh-huh. I have not read Super Special number one. You'll be okay. Okay. And this is called Camp Mohawk. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. I, do, <laughs> is, anticipate problems or? Is is this a punk rock camp? Yes, yeah. it is. Okay, cool. The girls are learning finally, all finally. about x-ray specs. It's a very <laughs> good summer for them. Okay. Um. So if you have time, don't forget to uh, rate and review us. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, if you want to listen to us goof off about The Crush and Fear and Urban Legend movies. and coming up wild things. We have bonus episodes. Subscribe to our Patreon. You can also get in our Discord and talk to us. Don't forget, there is a link whenever you first sign up for Patreon where you can... There's an RSS feed. Mm-hmm. So patreon.com slash Audio. Bonus episodes for all Ox Audio shows. Yes, Wild Things is coming up. Also, shout out to our newest unicorn girls, Crystal and Taylor. So thank you so much for hey, your support. Thank you. Is that Taylor Brominist? That's yes. Taylor Brominist. Awesome. <laughs> the <laughs> very same. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, we're going to be announcing some cool new uh, gifts for sign up for our Patreon at we're different gonna levels. We're going to have merch. We had stuff. Uh, Katie, AKA the Haunted Outfit, designed some really cool stuff. So uh, we'll be posting about it soon. Awesome. Yeah. Did you mention we're going to be talking about Wild Things 2 and Wild Things 3? <laughs> wild Things 4. <laughs> That's on your guys' dream list. We just want to spin off and do a Wild Things direct video. If we do that, then we are doing Urban Legends Final Cut and Urban Legends. The most legendy? I don't know what the third one's called. Anyway. Diminishing Returns is what it's called. Andy. Thank you for coming hey, on. Hey, thank you for inviting me or yeah. accepting my invitation for me to come on. <laughs> yes. Thank you for inviting yourself to come on. <laughs> I'm leaving. I want to do it one more time. Yeah, I like yeah, hanging no. out. No, it's it. Can we work another book in real quick? Can we find another <laughs> rock star related? Uh, what other uh, rock stars do you love? Um, I like got, most of them. Yeah, honestly. It's got to be a Super Tones book somewhere. By the way, oh, I want to, oh, before my we go anywhere, fiction. I want to say that there is a real book of letters that a girl published. She was writing to the lead singer of Skinny Puppy and it's called Whoa. Go Ask Ogre. What? <laughs> yes. So that is wild. if you want to talk about rock stars responding to letters, there are some that do uh, and it's published. Nailed Are You There pod crossover time. <laughs> yeah, actually. Bonus app. Bizarro. Um, uh-huh. We should give Andy plug time. Sure. When does this come out? Uh, it'll be in a week and a half. Okay. So mm-hmm. I guess at that point, I, I don't know where the, how that works out. <laughs> it'll be not this Wednesday, but the next. It'll be okay. Wednesday the 21st. Uh, check out my podcast marker board. In that case, <laughs> our second to last episode will have just come out, and our last one will be out the following Tuesday, the last Tuesday in July, July we, 28th. Have you announced what the last one will be? Uh, or is, uh, off? Um, the last episode is not going to be a restaurant. We're going to do uh-huh. our last 
meals. Mm. And I think the idea is that we're going to go, we're going to do another one where we drive around <laughs> and eat the eat the You actual have to last eat meal. the last meal. Yeah. Yes, nice. that's great. That's, that's really going to be idea. part of it. We don't know exactly, we don't know what the rest of it's going to be. Yeah. It's a very crunched schedule because I'm leaving and yeah. I'm also like trying to go say bye to other friends in other places and stuff. But yeah, yeah uh, Spring Food Mo, you can find it anywhere. We're still going to do, we're going to do dispatches Every two, two, two to six weeks or something like that. That would be that. cool. Yeah. yeah. Spring Food Joe is what that's going to be called. Okay. So I'm be living in Guangzhou. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you don't have to check it out, but whatever. If you like yeah. food and you live close to Springfield or in Springfield, it's, it's a fun time. It is a fun time. Yeah. We've been on it. Everybody we like's been on it. It's true. Everyone we like has been on it pretty much. <laughs> Everyone who does anything even remotely notable uh, that I know, I've been I've invited on. So. Yep. You were much more than uh, than remotely. This show is very notable. Thanks for calling us notable. It's <laughs> yeah. not to say wow. we should put that in like a blurb. Never been called notable that. podcast. <laughs> right. Notable people. You were in some article, right? Recently, were you talking about that in some previous episode? Did you get written up somewhere? Oh, uh, I think you're at the, the, the library that uh, we were in an Instagram gotcha. post. If, if you want to oh. count that as I was a like, you got to get on Book Riot or something. <laughs> it's a good show. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. Should. Yeah. Thanks thank for coming you. by. Thanks for listening, folks. Yeah. So until next time, see you later, horse girls. Bye.